0: mm <laughs> good day there guys and welcome back to the blowing cartridges podcast we are on a roll we've actually have a string of episodes that have come out by now at the time you're listening to this uh and joining me on this train has as you know every week has been my lovely co-host brendan brendan how are you enjoying being back at it and we've had you know a few consecutive hits on the board with with making some episodes
1: it's a great feeling zach and i think there's a there's a Japanese concept called Dandori, I believe, which I think encapsulates our current approach at uh, this podcast, which is we're trying to order our lives. We're trying to order all our priorities to actually get things done. And I think we've been able to achieve that with Blowing Cartridges podcast. We, this is, I think, the fourth episode we're having in the can. We're back to the fortnightly release schedule. Uh episode went up yesterday as of the day of recording, which... Uh, We are still in August. I think when this episode goes live, our listeners will not be in August 2023, so they will be listening from the future. So as always, apologies in advance if for whatever reason, the world has massively changed in that interceding period and everything that we're talking about has become irrelevant.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And as you can probably hear, we have uh, someone else laughing, uh, returning guest, Josh from Nintendovania, who's never, he's been on a massive role because his podcast NintendoVania, I think about to hit 50 episodes, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so Josh, welcome and yeah, congrats on about to crack that big 5
2: Thank you so much. Great to be on another fortnightly podcast. I feel we're so rare and everyone else is weekly or just... <laughs> any other frequency i feel so fortnightly is the way to go um it feels like a hundred coming up for me because you know not every week and so yeah very keen for that um and very keen to be on this like this topic is is like dan Dury and everything you're about to introduce it but um i love the series i love this game i'm keen to keen to talk and nerd out with you guys on this one
0: yes so uh, i mean you, you you the listener already know what the topic is probably unless you've um managed just to like blindly click your way on your phone or listening <laughs> device to, to play this uh, but yeah uh we want to talk about the pikmin franchise which uh we've done a couple of game specific episodes this is probably the first franchise specific one but uh you know i think it's an interesting one and josh you know when i met you i think you were wearing a pikmin shirt at pax so you know you were the first person that came to mind when i wanted someone to to come on and and join me and chat about this and uh yeah, it's just such a weird little franchise in Nintendo's history. You know, it's it's some ways is very Nintendo, in other ways it's very not. Uh it's never seemed to break out as big as they want it to be, but they keep trying. Um, and when they have probably what, over a thousand IP at this point, if maybe not quite, but it'd be hundreds at least of of different IP they own the fact that they keep going after this one's really fascinating. And we just wanted to unpack that, share our thoughts on the series and yeah, just see where the conversation takes us because I, I just think it's a it's a weird and fascinating franchise. Uh, so maybe we just start off with we you know where we all got started. And Josh, maybe we start with you. Where was you know? How did you first discover the little uh, red, blue, and uh, yellow little flower people?
2: Yeah, I so I bought a GameCube when it was so uncool in school, and I I, <laughs> I either could buy a DS for 150 bucks or I got a GameCube and it came with Metroid Prime and whenever you buy these games they come with the little leaflets and you can see all the other games you could buy and by this stage was 2004 or 5 I think and you know a lot of the other gamecube games had been out by now and so you could see all the big ones that nintendo had uh, done and always there was always pikmin there and it was one of those series where like I don't know what this is it's got flowers is it a boys game this is me 10 years old wondering is this can do boys play this or is this and then I'd hear oh no I don't know no no, one had a GameCube in my school. And so it was just one of those ones that, you know, I played Mario Party and uh, Super Mario Sunshine and, and all these other games, the Pokemon XD on my GameCube. I never played Pikmin. And it wasn't until um, the Wii with the new Play Control series came. And so Pikmin got, was one of the early ones, I believe, that got the treatment for the... Um, you know, these GameCube games coming to the Wii with the new motion controls and Pikmin just was an obvious choice, wasn't it, to get the uh, motion control treatment with the uh, with the Wii remote. And so I just thought, I, I think I knew a bit more about the game by then and I thought I'm really keen and interested to try it out. And so the rest is history, really. I just played this game and with the Wii remote controls and I, I just fell in love with it straight away, Just 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 how different it was. And, you know, just I've always been one about efficiency and, and time management. I feel that's um, like I've, my, my weekend, this weekend is absolutely packed for me, but I've done it in a Dan Dury way that um, Brendan talked about. Just, I, I just love that <laughs> kind of stuff. And so, so this game just really gelled with me. And um, I played Pikmin 2 shortly after that, and then the wait happened. And so um, bit been a fan pretty well near, near since the beginning, I suppose, since the Wii days anyway.
0: Yeah, I probably got a similar sort of start in a way. I mean, I first was aware of Pikmin because when I, I don't know if it was when I got my GameCube or shortly after, I got this like Prima strategy guide that was a four-in-one that had Luigi's Mansion, Smash Bros. Melee, uh, Wave Race, Blue Storm, and Pikmin were like the four games in the strategy guide. The um, oh, weird four. Oh, that's, that's so yeah, cool. I, I think it was just like effectively the launch window games that Nintendo published, right? So, yeah. but uh, yeah, I, I didn't own uh, at the time Wave Race or uh, Pikmin, um, so I often just looked at those pictures and and just thought, oh, this looks interesting. And it wouldn't have been to pro- you know two or three years later, one of my friends got uh, Pikmin. I think when it went maybe like platinum or whatever it was called. I think you know in America it's bestsellers. In Australia we had platinum GameCube games, uh, if I recall. Uh, and uh, yeah, he he got Pikmin one, tried that, and it was like oh yeah, this is cool. But um, then later he got Pikmin two, and that uh, that one I borrowed off him and really enjoyed. I mean, I still like Pikmin one, but I think the time limit was a bit like intense for me back then personally (laughs) uh whereas pikmin 2 without the time limit it was a Mm. lot more um manageable i was able to just go at my own pace you know really like build up my pikmin forces and um spend days doing that before tackling some of the more you know scary looking uh enemies uh and then yeah it wasn't i wouldn't have owned pikmin until the wii new play controls and, and similarly i got both uh both of them on wii and that sort of solidified my love for the franchise uh, Brendan, you're, you're probably less uh, of a Pikmin player. You haven't played as much as Josh and I. Do you want to talk us through what you have experienced and sort of what your thoughts are, you know, from, from that end? Well, my
1: experience with it is pretty similar to yours, actually, Zach, in that I got a GameCube at launch in uh, early 2002 from the um, now long-dead uh, Toys R Us in Melbourne Central, which oh, I believe is now, now largely the um, Melbourne Central train station. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that's what largely took up that space. Uh, and I did get that Primer uh, uh, Strategy Guide, which had the four games uh, detailed in it. And out of those, I only had Melee and, and uh, Luigi's Mansion. I've still actually never played Wave Race, Blue Storm, which I know you're a big fan of the Wave Race series, as uh, Zach, but I haven't, yes. haven't tried those games either. But Hickman was one that... Uh, that, that's when I first um, saw Pikmin. So I knew about Pikmin pretty early on. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe it was a launch title in Australia. I think it was a, a month or two after launch that it that's, was available. It sounds,
0: that sounds right. I can't, I mean, we were literally children, so I can't actually remember f- perfectly, but I feel like, yeah, Luigi's wasn't Mansion and maybe- It
2: was though, was it? Like a month later, it came out. Or yeah.
0: Because well, that, that of course,
1: right. GameCube was all staggered in that it released in 2001 in the U.S., but we didn't get any until 2002. Same with uh, Europe. We're, we were always behind those days. But, mm. So I was aware of it, and I remember it was always one of those games that was available in the demo kiosks that littered your Harvey Normans and uh, Toys R Uses and David Jones, Myers, all manner of different retail stores in Australia. From memory, for whatever reason, it was always, well, at launch it was Pikmin, Rogue Squadron, and... Um, well, just after launch, Metroid Prime were always on those kiosks, and then later, for some reason, Star Fox Adventures, but that's going completely off topic. For whatever reason, I never purchased the game on GameCube. I eventually got Pikmin 1 and 2 on the Wii many years later when you could pick it up, pick up the New Play Controls version for a 10 or $15 or a very low amount. And I played a couple of hours of the first Pikmin game and, really enjoyed it. I thought the motion controls were particularly well-suited for the game's formula, and I'm sure we'll get into that later when we talk about Pikmin, uh, well, more Pikmin 4 than 3, but definitely Pikmin 4. I think there's there's a conversation to be had there over how it plays. And you could argue that it is a bit, it's odd that I haven't played the game more and the series more because, as you know, Zach, I'm a big fan of the real-time strategy, the RTS genre, which Pikmin's really the first game that, Managed to do an RTS on a console well and in its own way. Yes, it was some predecessors that attempted it, like StarCraft 64, most famously, the Command and Conquer games were on 64 and PlayStation, but they were all, they always felt a bit of a, I guess, a stunted version of their PC um, brothers and cousins. Whereas I feel like, and having experienced it a bit more over the years, not to the same degree as you and Josh, but I, I do think that pikmin really shows how you can do you can do a console take on the genre that hits a lot of the notes and a lot of the i guess the appeal of the genre but does a lot of different things as well and and i guess lives outside the construct the constraints of the rts genre
0: yeah in many ways i mean and this is why i think pikmin is such a fascinating franchise it is like an rts mixed with like a puzzle game mixed with Mm. like a it's but it, all of it kind of accumulates to its own unique thing right like um both brendan and josh you've used the word dandori a few times which is um, a fairly recent uh official connection that nintendo has made to the franchise but it, it sounds like you know it's a japanese word that effectively translates to like getting tasks done in an efficient manner you know kind of like almost like productivity in a way and and that really is what it's about, which kind of matches with an RTS, right? Because that's yes. somewhat yeah. similar, right? Definitely. You want to build up your units as quick as you can. Right. Resource here,
1: management, yes.
0: Yeah, exactly. But here, your resources aren't are just these little uh, troops with slightly different abilities, and your goal, instead of kill the other army or uh, capture the flag or whatever it might be, is is uh, collecting all these items on a on a you know planet, which is effectively Earth, but you know they never officially say that within you know sometimes a time limit sometimes not but yeah i mean pikmin on its origins it was very clear that nintendo wanted it to be a big thing like it has a lot of uh its roots you know obviously it's a miyamoto flagged project it's one of his his babies that he sort of was inspired to create a little bit when he was gardening is the famous sort of anecdote that we had for years um in a recent interview, we kind of learned they've been working on it since the you know, early 64 era, which was sort of fascinating to mm. to think about. Or even the Super NES era, actually, sorry, if I'm reading it correctly.
2: Was um, it even like uh, Super Mario 128 when we saw that tech demo of the, what the game could yeah, do cor- with those, all those Marios running around? And I think May- uh, Miyamoto let- later says, you know, that's effectively what Pikmin became, you know, that power to have all those characters. On the screen at once, moving around. It was. It kind of feels like Pikmin was a proof of concept in a way, to, not just to showcase that, but to showcase this new game they've created, this real-time strategy. Because it's a very short game, isn't it? It's something you can smash up very quickly, and, and it's like mm. Star Fox sixty-four. You're meant to play it again, and like an early kind of speed-running kind of game in a mm. way. You want to replay it a lot, and you know, build that to best time, and, and keep, keep going. So, yeah, really interesting origin, I think.
0: Yeah, 100%. And it it creates, as I said, just a very unique experience. Um, It's also one where it's like the aesthetics almost don't match the the complexity of it in many ways. Because, you know, most strategy games are very, uh, you know, I'd say they're targeted to maybe like older kids to teens, you know, originally back in the day, like, you know, they're not soup like you know if you think about age of Empires, starcraft you know you can sort of see a 12 or a 13 year old being the target market there with just the way they're presented not necessarily you know a like a young five or six year old whereas pikmin at a glance you're like this you know too much to your point josh you're like oh is this a is this a girl's game when you're just a young little boy that's probably the mindset a lot of people would have had is like, is this for kids? They, they look like Teletubbies, kind of, just yeah. like little colourful <laughs> things with, with flowers. Uh, yeah. and, Every other
2: uh, RTS game is about war. Yes. Well. Yeah. Much. Just, they're it's all conflict. Violent. It's violence. It's, yes, that's the conceit right. of it. Yeah. Well, this one not really is. It's about doing things efficiently and you've got the occasional boss battle where you try and, you know, kill them. But but, but that's the other thing. There is a bit of death, obviously, in this series yes. and that's a very sort of um du- duality of it all, the beautifulness of what you see and and all these creatures you command, also the other side of that, you can lose it all and uh, it's gone just like that. So, yeah, th- that's what makes it so unique, isn't it? Because there really isn't any other game like it. No,
1: and it's, partic- it's particularly that first game. It's about survival. I think the the successive games go away from that conceit a lot more, but that first game, particularly with the time limit, with the with the mm. even though it's somewhat bare bones, a story conceit, it is there's that tension there. It's about you only have thirty days. You need to fix your ship, or you're going to die. There, there, there are stakes there that aren't about conflict, aren't about conquest. It's it, it, it does provide something different.
0: Mm. Yeah, and it's it's not even just about uh, the main character, Captain Olimar's death, right? Because very quickly, unless you're you know a gaming um, wonderkind, uh, you probably lost some Pikmin mm-hmm. and saw the little little ghosts go up <laughs> into the sky, uh, and yeah, that's when time. you quickly yeah (laughs) um for the greater good (laughs) yeah i hope you know rip um red pikmin number 27 but like yeah it it, it's a very different thing as a kid because you know even like stuff like you know pokemon you know you you, yeah pokemon never die they just fainted you know or uh you know at that time fire emblem hadn't come to the west not quite it was probably another year or two you know but so we didn't have like games where permanent death was a thing even if they were these little creatures that you could create infinitely and i should say what i mean that i mean like kids nintendo games i obviously you know again if we were playing age of empires just troops died all the time <laughs> but you almost oh, you, didn't care you
1: could you could kill yoshi in mario world and subsequent entries <laughs>
0: that's a good point i think they did a much more subtle job of making it Those clear Romans, he was dying
2: mario 64
0: yeah <laughs> just throw him <laughs> off the edge and they just no. scream. Yeah. Um I think the I think it was the ghost and the little like sound effect that Pikmin make that really hammered at home like, yeah, this is you did this. Like this is your fault. <laughs> um,
2: the that this thing of my is, actions are right here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh and I, I think that was such an it is such an effective some ways polarizing um but but effective tool compared to like just your, your vanilla health bar or anything like that. Certainly, you know, when I'm playing Pikmin and you are seeing a new area or a new enemy or just an obstacle you haven't uh, come across before, you're incredibly cautious because you know that one of two things are going to happen. If they die, you're either just lost them, game, you know, can't get them back, or B, you're going to restart the day, which is is not fun to do either. So um, versus, you know, if it's Mario, I'm just going to like I was going to jump, and if I die or whatever, I'll just come back and jump a slightly different way and, and hope that it works. But I think what's, you know, speaking of Mario, I mean, it's sort of clear to me that in some ways, you know, I mean, Miyamoto said it himself. He, he always wanted this franchise to be as big as Mario. There's a lot of parallels to Mario. I mean, Olimar is a um, is kind of a remix of the name Mario if you use Japanese characters, uh, and obviously later in Pikmin 2, Louie. Luigi, like they're they're mm. they're clearly drawing some connections there, and as you said, Josh, obviously it started. uh Well, one of the the, the components that fed into Pikmin was Mario One Two Eight, which is that tech demo of yeah, one hundred and twenty eight Mario's running around. So, and even over the years, the Pikmin franchise has kind of been like slowly like. Integrated subtly into Mario, like Mario Golf on the GameCube, you could find Pikmin in the in the grass if you hit a ball into the into the long uh, grass on certain courses. And then more recently, you know, if we go if you go to Super Nintendo World, the only other Nintendo franchise that has any representation there other than Mario is Pikmin, which is again sort of showing how, at least in Nintendo's mind, or maybe just Miyamoto's mind, it is really ranks highly up there uh, and is something he wants to pitch alongside mario is this should be as popular as that
1: yes it's it's like sakurai uh, um, pushing kirby in all these games isn't it or in, in the super smash brothers series
0: yeah, very similar. Just sort of like, you know, you, you go to get your your nice uh it's like, you know, when you're a kid and uh you know, your parents hide like vegetables in like your your pasta or something. Like it's like, oh, this is just bolognese and there's like grated like, you know, spinach or something in there. It's kind of like that. He's just, you know, sprinkling <laughs> little Pikmin around uh all over the place hoping eventually you sort of acquire acquire the a taste. taste. For it. <laughs> yes.
2: It's was, it was like that recent announcement in the direct last, or not the, the most recent one, but September last year, He's there was one of the most bizarre ways to announce a new Pikmin game, but, you know, he's just throwing in, I'm wearing a new t-shirt, which is on sale now. It just, just feels like its <laughs> you can buy this right now. Um, also, there's a, a new game that we're making that's uh, out next year. So, yeah, I feel they they want it to be big, don't they? they? they they? They try, they feel like they're adding these things, and I think off-air we said it feels like this game, you know, it's it's not the highest selling, is it? It's not an Animal Crossing. It's not a Super Mario. It's not a Zelda. It, it's along those lines of a Metroid, a Fire Emblem in terms of those sales. And, you know, I don't see Marth plastered everywhere. I see Samus a bit. Um, that's probably a more similar uh, comparison. But, um, you know, sales compared to uh, actual, you know, what we see, there's a bit of a disparity in terms of um, that compared to Mario and Zelda, definitely
0: yeah i mean again um sorry i i this this often feels like me bragging about having gone to japan but uh if you go to the <laughs> N- nintendo stores in japan i mean the franchises that get the like photo standouts and like are on the on the logos and everything are you know mario zelda animal crossing splatoon and pikmin those are the five everything else is it might have some merch they're like a. Two or three little pieces of metroid merch and some kirby mm. merch the kirby's kind of a weird again ownership thing um kind of like pokemon in a way but yeah like pikmin you know i mean if you had to look at it they literally go in order like again number one's mario two zelda three's animal crossing four splatoon five is pikmin Which kind of adds up to an extent, um, except, you know, you'd argue, like, couldn't you fit something like, again, a Star Fox or an F-Zero or, you know, there are other franchises that you feel could have taken Pikmin's spot, but for whatever reason, Pikmin's the one that they've decided to put their chips against and and really push, which I think is also interesting because it feels like, in some ways, it's a very Nintendo game, in other ways, it's not because... You know, when I think a lot of like the, the general themes you hear about, you know, Nintendo and their, their design philosophies, they often talk about we want our games to be accessible, you know, really sort of simple to pick up and learn. Yes, there could be some depth, but they're not necessarily complicated. You know, again, Mario, I think it's still the very big shining example of that where um, you can become a speedrunner and learn all the tricks, but you can also probably get through to credits in any Mario game reasonably easily uh certainly you know a kid can can achieve it whereas pikmin is like it's a bit to learn you know there's a bit to grasp uh a bit more going on than just mario um so i'm curious to hear your both your thoughts around that like do you, do you think it's like Am I wrong in how I say it is a bit more complex than than what you sort of expect typically from Nintendo, or am I just you know like is this my own Dandori issue that I I I, I have that view, um or or do you think that's a part of why maybe it hasn't blown up as much as it, it could have?
1: I think I think it's an interesting proposition, Zach, because if you look at some of the other Nintendo franchises, I I wouldn't say Zelda is on par difficulty wise with Mario for the most part. Like for let's take Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom, there there are gameplay systems you have to learn in those games to actually complete them. Yes, you can kind of wander around and enjoy the game for the game's sake, but you're not going to get too far if you keep on stumbling into things and well dying, particularly um, early on in Breath of the Wild. There's all the yes, they aren't moving; they're stationary, but those guardian heads can do quite a bit of damage and your journey pretty early on if you don't really know what you're doing, and the same with games like well, and perhaps that's also why they aren't as popular as a Mario. But take a Metroid. There's depth to Metroid, Met Metroid Prime, which I played through um recently on on the Switch, which is a great remaster of that game. There's difficulty there. It's not the it's not a walk in the path. Some of those boss fights quite a punch, and a you have to learn how the game works and how your own movement works and how the boss's movements work. I think that I'd argue that part of both the appeal and the lack of universal appeal of Pikmin is, well, if you go back to my earlier point, the RTS genre in itself, aside from the late 90s, early 2000s, where there was a big spike and it was one of the most popular genres, particularly for PC gaming, it is not particularly a popular genre anymore. There are still the occasional real-time strategy games released, but for the most part, they're few and far between Age of Empires 4 came out in 2020, and uh, I really enjoyed it, but it didn't really take off. There's still games like your Company of Heroes and the like that release entries. Homeworld's coming out early next year, and there's enthusiasts that really love those games and will buy those games day one, but they aren't big sellers. They, aren't, they don't sell as much as your more, I guess, for lack of a better term, hardcore games like your Elden Rings and even Armored Core, which came out. Um, recently this month that's going to sell more than any real-time strategy game and is traditionally in a niche genre on its own so and i think it also goes to the fact that and i'd, I'd like to explore it a bit more um later in this episode that there's been some imitators of Pikmin. there's a, there's two examples off the top of my head i can think of that have tried to use the Pikmin gameplay design in its own way and put its own spin on it but those are those are both singular mostly singular examples that didn't take off either so i think it provides and as i was said briefly um before we started recording pikmin the appeal of it and why i think nintendo keeps on releasing games in the series is that it's innovative it's an interesting gameplay loop it does interesting things it is unique so i think that's why they like it there's there's different things they can explore with the formula. It it sits on its own, right? There's no competitors. They can do their own thing with it. And I think, well, Miyamoto has shown previously over the years that when he thinks about releasing a new game in a series, be it a Star Fox or Metroid, he's very much thinking in the terms of, well, what can we do differently that we didn't do in a previous entry? What can we do that hasn't been done before? And I think, Pikmin as a gameplay formula, even though the sales aren't quite there to make it a big um, seller. Like, Pikmin 4 is still selling. It's relatively um, a recent release. But I very much doubt that it's going to sell as much as even, say, like a Luigi's Mansion 3, which was surprisingly a huge seller for Nintendo. So it is sales-wise one of those lesser franchises. But I think there are deeper reasons there why they themselves don't consider it, consider it a lesser franchise. Yeah,
2: I think there's a few reasons for it not selling well. I think, I think it's jarring having the RTS series genre for the game and the cutesy look to it. I think that's yeah, I agree. a difficult thing. I know a lot of, whenever I've like, tried to sell Pikmin to people, because I feel that's my mission when I talk to people about games, that <laughs> um, they don't know what it's about. And, and so I feel like it's a hard game to sort of talk about and explain well. Because at the end of the day you, you you're really telling them to pick up and carry things, and that's what you do most of the time not not so fun to sort of describe it that way, and you know um i, I find it really hard to sort of convince people and and once I try it they'll they'll they really like it. i got my partner Mickey to play, and she she loves it now loves the series but i I also think the the time management stuff like you have to do this, you have fifteen minutes in this day to do this, and then you go back up, whatever you like. Whatever happens, happens. Like your, your your day is done, and you go back down, and you do it all again. And I think a lot of people don't like that. I think a lot of people I've when I've talked to want to, you know, just keep playing. They just want to, you know, they're out in this world. Why can't I collect everything right now that's available to me? Why do I have to keep going back up and down, out of the planet's orbit, back down, and and start all over again? And so. I know they've tried that over the years to sort of tinker, not just with the day stuff, um, but the time management bit. You know, the first game had thirty parts and thirty days. It's a pretty easy target to beat. I mean, some you might have struggled. Zach, did you say that you didn't like the time management bit? Uh, I, I don't.
0: I don't think I struggled once I got over my fear. You know, I yeah. think it, to me, it's like mm. when you don't know what you don't know. You're like because yeah. it's you know thirty ship parts, thirty um, days. And so you immediately thought goes, do I need to click collect a part a day? So as soon as you fail that average, you immediately, like, I'm behind. Oh, how can I catch up? Um, When realistically, there's quite a lot of parts of that game. You can get multiple, you know, two or three, um, even four maybe. Uh, I mean, the speed running, you're getting like 10 or whatever a day. But, you know, I'm a normal person, you know. Uh, So I think that's, but but again, when you're first playing it, again, as a kid, uh, you're like, You don't know that it's going to be like that, so it's quite uh, like um, stressful. I think it's it's, it's the Majora's
1: (laughs) Mask effect, isn't it?
0: Yeah, Yeah. like until you eventually learn that, that like you know, to slow down time and stuff. Majora's Mask, I agree, was incredibly intimidating. Um,
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so so the the time I think people don't like, and Nintendo's tinker with it over subsequent releases. And two doesn't really matter with the time, and three, it's there, but it's not really a thing. You got to make sure you have got enough fruit before you die, and so it's that's. Feels like a week away to sort of have a time limit. You know, this slow slug that will constantly chase you. You know, one of those would you rather yeah. things. Um, <laughs> that's, that's what I feel Pikmin 3 is with the um, fruit. So that, is, as well as, as the death, I, I think people can't get over the death stuff. Like, you're going to, like, Pikmin will die. And you, you're right, you just have to get over it, don't you? It, it is very much a part of this game that, um, you know, maybe at first you might uh, want to reset and restart a save you know if you keep going facing a hard boss and a lot of them die you you will get to the stage where you just accept all right this is worth 40 pikmin dying i'm just going to proceed with this yeah I, I think for a lot of people that's not an appealing thing it's um you know it's 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 hard to sort of get over that but that and then the controls as well i think i think you're you're doing a lot all the time you, you it's not one of those games where you can just sit and relax and not do anything i Like even without a time limit, I feel like I have to keep doing things. I have to be as efficient as possible, and I I think some people just don't gel with that. Some people might just want a really cruisy, easy game to play along, which this game can be, and I find that to be the case a lot of the time. But I think a lot of people just—it's just no too much. I have to think constantly, and and uh, yeah, and that makes it hard for them to play.
1: I found it interesting, actually, and I, it, one of your earlier points, Josh, because I was uh, watching the 2001 E3 reveal of Pikmin uh, earlier this morning before, in preparation for this episode, and Howard Lincoln's on stage, who is then the um, president of Nintendo America, and he's um, announcing the game, and they show a brief trailer, and then they go into a, a gameplay um, demo, which is Miyamoto's narrating it with Bill Trin and doing the translation, yeah. and it's been... Played by um Colin Reed, who was the lead programmer on the game, but Howard Lincoln in um, introducing the game basically says, "Yes, this is weird, but yeah, Pokemon was weird, and hey, look at that,
2: look at how that's gone." <laughs> and this and sounds I'm, very I'm similar to Pokemon. Yeah, Those guys, you're gonna love it. Yeah,
0: Pikmin, Pokemon, it's the same thing. Just eat it up. <laughs> what? I, I, I also recommend, I mean, there was a really good, as I said before, uh, Developers Ask uh, interview that Nintendo did around Pikmin 4 that talked a bit about that E3 demo and uh, basically Miyamoto just kind of bluffed his way into being like, oh yeah, like the game's finished when it was not finished when he said that demo, but um, <laughs> it's quite an amusing anecdote. But I do want to talk about that time limit a bit more because I think that's a good point to talk about like the kind of quote unquote two types of Pikmin and Pikmin fan because yeah, obviously, Pikmin one and two were both on the GameCube, so they're kind of seen as as uh, counterparts. Uh, and then obviously three, they made a very conscious, you know, effort to kind of go back to the one style. Is how there's no caves, which is a, a feature in Pikmin two, where you go down in these caves, time stops, and it's kind of like a just yeah, like a dungeon, like a dungeon crawler, effectively within the game. Um, you know, different levels randomly generated back then. Well, not quite random, but, you know, like the layouts changed randomly for the most part. And, you know, they talk again about in in that developer's task is they realized they created kind of these two different styles of Pikmin, you know, number one and then three. Time management was the key skill set they were focused on. Again, it's like, how can I get the most things done within the day, which fits very well with this, again, Dandori efficiency concept. Uh, number two became a bit more around resource management or Pikmin management in terms of like, yeah, I'm going into a cave. There could be 20 floors. You know, yeah. how, how do I, what Pikmin do I bring in with me? How, you know, as they start getting, you know, killed. How do I manage that? You know, with say, you know, I've lost a bunch of blue Pikmin. Uh, How am I going to tackle the water challenges in this cave? That kind of stuff. And it becomes a very um, adjacent but different kind of skill set, if that makes sense, uh, in what you're trying to achieve. And then as a result, I guess we saw this kind of like divergence in the fan base where you've got, again, they even say it themselves, the Pikmin 1 fans and the Pikmin 2 fans. So I guess my question first to you, Josh, is, uh, do you fall on either side of that category, or if you don't feel passionately, at least, is there a, between one and two, do you have a, a
2: favorite? Oh, I, we, we, we can't split up guys. We need to stick together. We can't, we can't, uh, <laughs> there's not enough of us to split into Pikmin 1 and Pikmin 2 fans, guys. Um, I've never thought of it that way before. I, I've just always known that 2 is very different and I love 2. I love the the cave system. I love the new Pikmin with the purples because the purples are my favorites overall. I think a lot of people, that's the case. Um, And then the white ones as well. I, I love both the different reasons. I think I like Pikmin 2 better only because it had... The, the, the real, like, this is Earth. Like, that that moment, you saw the judicial yeah. battery at the start. I was like, this is, this is cool. Because they allude to it a little in Pikmin 1. I think that end shot, you see, it's kind of a silhouette of Earth, isn't it? When they leave at the end of 1 yeah. with all the onions leaving. but I felt, I felt it was really like Earth in the second game. And, yeah, so, so the actual 30 days thing never felt like a thing to me once you played it enough. And so Pikmin 2 was just like, I'm going to be playing efficiently anyway like i do have 30 days um i'm just it's just this extra yeah like you said resource management aspect when you're going through these caverns and you know making sure you're well equipped and have all the different pikmin types you need to to get through it so yeah i I feel ebbs and flows But i think too too just
0: uh i won't ask you brendan if that's okay because i know you haven't finished either (laughs) of them um i'm similar two is my favorite of those two um And that's, again, it's probably just because I got into it more because I did find the time limit intimidating. Um, But I definitely see there's, like, I agree with you, Josh, we shouldn't split up. And I generally think the Pikmin fan base doesn't split up, but they do kind of, like, egg each other on. Like, even with Pikmin 4, I have seen these, a lot of, you know, reviewers or people be like, I like this game, I love it, but, like, God, I wish there was a time limit because, you know, I feel like, why am I even being efficient because there's no, punishment which i know to me uh, this is a maybe a controversial stance but when it comes to things like accessibility and appeal you can as a player implement your own time limit and try and get that joy there but if a time limit is imposed on you in a game i I, as someone who maybe doesn't enjoy it cannot remove it right so to me Mm -hmm. like you know and ideal solution is have options to do both like have a mode like a switch that says make this a a time limit hardcore run but absent of implementing a mode like that or an option in the in the menu uh i'm always going to side with the the one that sort of isn't forcing someone to play in a particular way and allows i guess the the person who wants a more hardcore experience just to Implement their own rules because I think you know Pikmin does a great job of even if the 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 two games without a time limit, it it just has all those trappings that kind of make you, as you said, Josh, want to do it efficiently anyway. Even just the singular day cycles, like I think it's just naturally in your brain. You're like, oh, I can. I got like you know two minutes left. I can see that like you know again Duracell battery or whatever it is Mm -hmm. over in the distance. Can I get it? I'm gonna give it a shot and just see see what happens, kind of thing.
2: Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, I'm with you on this argument as well. I just think, I, I don't want to spoil 4, but there is, I think 4 has everything catered for all Pikmin fans, I would have thought. There's yes. another mode later on that, um, I won't disclose it, but it does, you know, there is a timed component to that. And then these Danjuri battles, you know, that is time management right there. That is, that that, that is to me what I think makes Pikmin really cool and unique, those, you know, they're called Danduri battles in this. I can't remember what they're called in Pikmin Three and Pikmin Three Deluxe. You got these timed I think same
0: bingo thing. battles and, or challenges. You know, the, if you think the challenges, yeah, yeah. challenge and, mode, and, and,
2: yeah, yeah, and, and that that's that is Danduri. That is time management RTS stuff to a T, isn't it? You have five minutes. You must defeat all these monsters. Deliver all these treasures to your um ship. You like firstly try and do it within the time limit, but then once you know what to do, you, you try and beat best your time, and you know you do it with like ninety seconds to spare, two minutes to spare. You just again that cycle where I just want to keep doing things better and better and better. And Michaela's just watching me play, and it's like she's like you're you're playing the same map, Josh. i'm Like yeah, but I'm getting better <laughs> every time. I am shaving seven seconds off my time here, and it just feels yes. so damn good. I don't know, just I don't know. It just I think four just has it all in terms of it's the caverns as well. It's just all the Pikmin. It's it's got all, all of it. You, yeah. you understand the addictiveness of um,
1: yeah. RTS games because that's what they all boil down to. It's mm. how fast your micro is, how fast you can do yeah. up your troops in a building or build, your, build what you need to build. And if you ever watch like an Age of Empires or StarCraft competitive eSports level stuff, that's all it is. It's all mm. it is. The RTS genre does boil down the time management, even if it's not as blatant as Pikmin 1, where there is a time limit at the top of the screen telling you that if you don't do things by the end of the time limit, all your Pikmin are going to die, like that, that sort of life or death stuff. But it is the case of, well, if you're not doing things quick enough, well, your opponents are going to probably be doing things quicker than you and you're going to lose because of that.
0: 100%. Yeah. One other thing that I think makes Pikmin so appealing to those that have really delved into it is that world and those creatures and the sort of balance of lore they've got going on, I think. Um, I mean, one thing that Pikmin, I think it was a Pikmin 2 original feature, but correct me if I'm wrong and it was in Pikmin 1, but they have like the Piclopedia where you get these like descriptions of the creatures, these weird scientific names. Um, and obviously you can actually kind of go in and call them a view, view them like a, they're in a zoo almost. And Pikmin's creature design is just like, it's just a, yeah, such a unique, bizarre, like, you know, these plant creature hybrids. Um, again, there's not not too many fictional worlds, I think, that like perfectly mimic this. And I think that's, again, they find also, I think, the right balance of, uh, of like, giving you little bits of information, but not everything, because it's all typically through the lens of, like, of Olimar or whoever the the uh, captain is of the particular game, who uh, is the is alien to this planet, right? So it's a lot yeah. of guesswork. It's like reading, um, you know, like, old journal logs from explorers back in the, you know, the days where people were going on ships and going to Africa and then writing about seeing lions and elephants and then taking it back to to Britain or wherever and uh, trying to describe these peculiar creatures it I think to me that is like one of the the strongest sort of world building things that uh and one of the strongest worlds Nintendo has built if I'm being honest because often you know Mario's world does have some lore to it but they they just really just Prioritize the gameplay so much that if you try to make some cohesion in how, you know, Isle Delfino connects to New Donk City, you're going to be like doing your head in. Whereas they Pikmin has always felt like a fairly connected, realized, like, yeah, this is Earth, probably, <laughs> hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, and you can sort of imagine how it all loops together and all these creatures have their relatives and whatnot. So, yeah, I'm keen to get, again, Josh, your thoughts on, you know, the lore aspect and how important that is to you versus maybe even the gameplay. Um, and also if you have any particular favorite, like, other than the Pikmin themselves, like the the, the enemies, the creatures.
2: Yeah. Um, the lore's not the most important thing for me. And I think that's probably why Pikmin 4 doesn't bother me as much with what it does in that game. I agree. With I just love the world they've they've created. It's yeah that, that, that species kind of relatedness and you see the different variants you know you know it's kind of like you see that the, the blowhogs you know you've got the furry ones and then you've got the ice ones later on in Pikmin 4 um the Wallywogs as well you've got the different types and so I, I love checking out the Piclopedia in, in too, and 2 and all the subsequent entries since and just just checking out these different ones and you know like the, the Bulban how does that come to be so like just check out that profile to see like a, a you know, it's got the ball ball with the Pikmin uh, tail on it. Just just things like that. And so I think the names are cool, just like the treasure. Um, it's There is always a dread for me when I see a new one the first time because you're like, I do not know how to defeat this. Um, hmm. And there's always like this, I've, I've got to be very careful and calculated here because one, one wrong move and you're about to lose a whole bunch of Pikmin because, you know, you should have been hmm. attacking the front and not the back, like with uh, the male um, ball blacks. Uh, creatures, you know, that they're, they're so hard, I hate them. So, my favorite one, I love. So, I hate the the frogs, the the wallywogs that they, yeah, they they suck so slam. much.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I I I, can't, I I know how to defeat them, but they always, I don't know, I just they just jump at when I think they're not going to cuz I think I've got enough Pikmin on top of them and then they just kill too many Pikmin of mine. I don't know. I think I think I just like the the plain old bulb orbs and I always like seeing, you know, the different types and uh, you know, I love killing them straight away, you know, you just smash that A button, get the 20 Pikmin, red Pikmin on the back of them, and, and you, you get them straight away. But they're just so creative, it's just all these different insects that you see that they've decided to, to um, you know, bring to life here. And, and there's so many in four, it's, it's, um like, I'm just looking at a list here, it's just, like, it dwarfs what uh, Pikmin 1 and even 2 had, it's, that's pretty crazy.
0: Brendan, do you have, I, you know, from your experience, do you have any thoughts on the creature designs, or is there any that have stood out to you in your your dabbling in the franchise? Probably none off the top of my head that I
1: could sufficiently actually name or explain what they are. Like I know a lot of them by <laughs> the look, and yeah. it, I think definitely going off of what Josh was saying as well. What I find interesting and compelling about Pikmin and the enemy design is that. They are all puzzles in themselves. Like yes, the early mm. ones, the early ones that you encounter are examples of well, you just throw Pikmin at them and you'll be fine. Like your Pikmin will kill them in a couple of hits, and then you'll take their bodies back to the Onion to well, for nefarious purposes, of course. But <laughs> uh, as you go further into the game, that's no longer enough. Like to an extent, you can brute force a lot of encounters, but you'll start losing a lot of Pikmin, you'll start losing your resources, and you'll you'll hit a wall. You can't just blindly chuck Pikmin at, at an enemy and expect you to well expect to achieve victory to actually do what you want to do in your in your day or in the games that don't have um, time limits to the, to actually achieve what you have with um, the resources you have because they are finite. You can't just keep on creating Pikmin. You'll reach a point where like you've stripped the you've stripped the area in of resources and that well, you're stacked for better or worse. So I, I do, I find that really interesting. And I, I think that's where the the series does, um does get a lot of its appeal from in that, like there's all these interesting creatures. They do become a lot more complex and a lot more, well, there's a lot more at stake when you have to face them. And when, particularly when there's those larger creatures, there's more boss, battle creatures that you, you get some really interesting encounters and experiences from those.
0: Yeah. I mean, for, I'll always remember the first time I fought a, an Empress Bowl Blacks, which is, like, the long sausage-like um, bowl, bowl, bowl Blacks, whatever, uh, that just rolls around. And, like, yeah, I mean, if anyone encountered that for the first time and did not lose almost all their Pikmin to it, just oh, going, man. like, wee yeah. And then just everything died, <laughs> um, you're probably lying or you were watching a YouTube video saw a guide. on how to yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. I also loved, like, i won't say their names but over the series there's been a couple of um examples of enemies that either genuinely were indestructible at one point though i'd say in pikmin 4 everything has a has a way of destroying it uh, or they were just indestructible for large sections of a particular level mm. and i think you know if you've played a pikmin game you already know what i'm talking about and it just comes back to you know that that point you had josh uh and even you brendan around because you kind of like there's got to be a way to kill this like every every time i find an enemy Mm. it always kills all my pikmin because i don't know what i'm doing but i figure it out and then eventually you realize like oh no i just at this point i literally cannot i have to run (laughs) i can't just just gotta run and not only do i have to run i have to corral my little guys and be like come on like you know purple pikmin number 27 i know you're (laughs) slow but you gotta get through it like you're done a time yeah Dead in the line. um or luckily yeah, now yeah. it's just like get on the dog we're getting it here um uh, but no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah no yeah i mean again we'll, we'll get into pikmin 4 mm. probably in a, in a good hot yeah. second um i'm trying to answer maybe?
2: for favorite monster though uh the man at yeah. legs big spider robot thing with a machine gun that yeah is, that's oh. so good and it's yeah very, it's so random just machine gun just and i'm just running around just like waiting and just like yeah then bam 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 Attacking its, yeah, and uh, like also area, and yeah, it's so good.
0: It's just like one bullet just behind your last pikmin yeah. Always yeah. just like it's like you can do it, little guy. <laughs> like,
2: Run um,
0: it. just keep circling. <laughs> yeah, that and, and it's so intense. Like you just you don't yeah. expect it. Like even yeah. after seeing all the like the the creepy looking stuff. Like yeah, literally here's a gun. Like just cool. Thanks, Spider Man. Yeah, um, yeah, gun. <laughs> Before we maybe move to Pikmin Four, because we have talked about how there is this is a fairly unique uh franchise, but Brendan, as you point out, there have been a couple of you know, if we're being rude, we'll call them ripoffs. If we're being polite, we'll just <laughs> call them um game. Uh, yeah, I think it's nothing wrong with I think it's good that other people are trying to try create similar games. Was there are a particular one or two you wanted to talk about in particular, Brendan? I, I can suspect what at least one of them is, but I'm curious what the second is.
1: Well, the two I was thinking of, which I think uh, there might be other examples, so correct me if I'm wrong, but the the two that instantly come to mind is, well, firstly, Overlord and Overlord 2, which mm. were 360, PS3, and um, PC games, which there was a weird spin-off on the Wii, I think, Overlord Minions. i I never played any of those, so I can't really speak to them aside from YouTube videos and sort of exposure from those. Uh, I, and then, I did, yeah.
0: And then oh, the I'm other – yeah, it.
1: so I'd, I'd be fascinated to hear your thoughts on those on those games, um, Zach, and the ones you played. And I think the other example which is probably more pertinent for Nintendo fans and people on Nintendo consoles would be Little King's Story, which in some regards is more of an RPG – well, adds RPG elements to the formula more than the RTS ones. And uh, I've played a little bit of that game. And I, I, I do think Pikmin does the formula – in a more interesting way, in a more compelling way, that Little King's story has some or well, has a lot of charm. It's 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 very much its own thing. So I wouldn't really call that. I, I'd argue from what I've seen, Overlord is a bit more of a ripoff than of Pikmin than Little King's story is. But that's also probably a argument that can be had. But I, I think both series do well. They offered interesting things, and I think it was interesting that other developers attempted the formula. But well. That that's been over fifteen years ago now, so I think that show mm. that does go to show the commercial, I guess, prospects of the of the gameplay type that no other developers or publishers have attempted Pikmin like, for lack of a better term of the um, mm. of the genre since.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've played a bit of Overlord. I never finished it on. I think it was on three sixty. I played it. Um, Yeah, I agree. It's similar to Pikmin because it's got the elemental aspect to the little minions, Uh, but probably where it differs other than camera perspective because it's very much like third person, think Witcher, think Fable, think uh, Dragon Age kind of style camera for the most part. I guess the other aspect is your actual overlord is a much more competent thing than like your standard Pikmin captain. Like, yes, your Pikmin captain can like, bang its head against things um but not overly useful on their own um there's a reason olimar has pikmin in in smash and isn't just you know punching captain falcon um with his fist too much (laughs) so it doesn't feel quite the same i think because there is that you feel a bit more capable as the character you're playing as and then yeah little king story I, i also played but uh yeah, it just didn't quite hit the same highs for me as Pikmin, and I think that's, again, due to, from memory, you just basically have, like, fairly generic, like, yes. like RPGs, like, or even strategy game type units that follow you around, like, just soldiers and archers and whatever, um, if I recall, maybe different types, but uh, I think, despite it being very cute and very charming in a different way, um, yeah, it didn't quite hit, nail it curious Josh did you ever come across either those or a different Pikmin like that we haven't uh thought of here
2: yeah I haven't heard of those two so I was just looking them up to see what they were like and I thought okay yeah they're, they're pretty old ones aren't they um there's one of on the PlayStation it's called the wild at heart and I think that's is oh, pretty well that. you have things that they're pretty well following you it, it's pretty well like Pikmin you are throwing them and you know they will do things for you like remove obstacles and and um and, and it's just very similar to it. It's an indie game. I think it's a couple of years old. Um, really sort of beautiful. It reminds me of um, Bayonetta um, Origins, that kind of art style uh, okay. um, yes. look to it. But it, it, it is pretty well a, a Pikmin um, imitation. So I just randomly found this, I reckon, earlier this year just scrolling on my PlayStation. So I don't know if it's on PlayStation Plus or if, if you'd have to buy it to get it, but it it, it is really, really similar from what I could see watching the trailer and uh, reading some reviews.
0: I've never heard of that, so I'm going to have to mm. delve into it. I imagine we're going to get more indie Pikmin likes as well, though. Like, I can't – it's a matter of time, I, I suspect. Maybe I'm wrong.
1: I think potentially, though. I think that it's probably a bit more difficult than other genre mm. gameplay loops to um, copy because you do have – well, there's, there's a bit in going on in in terms of AI and narrative – Mm. Amount of units moving on the screen at the same time and things like that, which is, well, to go back to the very start of this episode, which is why, from a tech perspective, the first Pikmin was quite impressive on a game on the gamecube on a console because you had so many Pikmin moving around at the same time. It was it was showing off that one two eight Mario tech demo, which was in two thousand at Space World was very much Nintendo just saying, oh. Look at all the individual objects that the GameCube can process at the same time, and they're all moving around. Um, isn't that impressive? Which <laughs> I think it's—it's it's always interesting to remember a lot of these, a lot of these gameplay loops and ideas and franchises do have their origins off gameplay devel- game developers just playing around with the tech they have available and and realizing it's a bit less now than back in the day when you had those. Monumental advancements um, from generation to generation, when a new generation came around, and developers realized that they could do a lot more than they were able to previously, because a lot of the technical constraints had disappeared. Um, that's less of a less of a phenomenon now than in the past, but I think it's interesting to remember that when we mm. do talk about a lot of these um, developments in in game design and a lot of these franchises that we like to play and also like to go back and try to figure out how they've developed over time
2: yeah the the, the first game the ai like the pikmin are so dumb i'm just gonna yes. like they, <laughs> like like i'm going over a bridge and like they're like not they're not sticking right behind me they're not narrowing down like they're doing pikmin 4 they're, they're, they're so smart the new ones they just they just know how to stay on track behind you they're not falling off it's you know it's it we've come a long way and so i i think that's why we're seeing a game like the Wild at Heart. I think the AI, you know, it's easier to make this kind of game, which I think would have been very complex back in the day. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think nowadays you can, and we have seen it, you, get, you can see an indie dev make something like this and and it'd be decent, I think. Yeah, I've, I've pulled great.
1: up some images of it and um, they definitely, definitely look like Pikmin knockoffs, yeah, the creatures it, it in this um, <laughs>
0: in Wild <laughs> at Heart. Yeah. Not even subtle. Yeah, I can see what no you shame. mean. No shame. I would be amiss if I didn't bring up one thing. Did, out of interest, do either of you watch Arlo's videos, the, like, blue Muppet yes. guy on yes, YouTube? Yes, I do. Yeah. He's a, he's, so, is he a
2: Pikmin 1 or a Pikmin 2 I don't know. Is he
0: a... I think he's a, Pik, he's, a, he's a Pikmin everything. I think he was yeah, a Pikmin 2 was yeah, his favourite game until... Um, we'll see. He, has, he hasn't given us his verdict on 4 yet. But yes. he has a very good video from a couple of years ago called Were the Pikmin Devs Inspired by Hotel Transylvania? Which is a sentence that probably makes no sense. And at, at this point, yeah, apparently there was this Hotel Transylvania game. I think on Wii U that was a Pikmin ripoff or Pikmin like. And then some of like overall, his consensus was it's not good, but there like are a few like good ideas in it. And like some of those have now carried forward to at the time that oh, was Pikmin man. Three Deluxe. And then he's even hinted that he thinks there are some other things. I think it might be like the movable bases in four was a thing in hotel Transylvania. And he's like, <laughs> has like, you know, the, the death team been playing that and that's where they're getting it. Yeah. More likely. It's just like, these are good ideas that people came to independently, but yeah. still.
2: I need to watch that. just fascinating. Okay. Like, yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's worth a watch in like 16 yeah. minutes. Uh, and I get a, yep. uh, but it's like, you got to imagine it was just like someone was given the hotel Transylvania license and they're like, we don't really care what you do. Just give us a game in a year's time. And uh, the guy person was just like, well, I'm a Pikmin fan. So I'm just going to make Pikmin then yeah, with yeah. these characters. <laughs> yeah.
2: Was it a physical game um, on the Wii U? Was it digital only? It, I'm going imagine it was physical. It was physical. I, I, yeah. I recall
1: seeing, I, I recall seeing this in stores or, or, right. or, or like on online retail stores. I, I, because I, I remember that the I know the game exists, but I never knew it was a Pikmin. Like I, I knew nothing about the game aside from the fact it was one of the few physicals, uh, yeah. new games that actually exist. Because there's yeah. actually not many of them.
2: I, I feel like only- if you want to I mean- be yeah, a big Pikmin fan, you could be like I, I play Hotel Transylvania three Monsters Overboard, and uh, you know yeah l- <laughs> I love it so much. It's inspired all these things in Pikmin four. Okay, you can yeah. There you go, digital and yep. it's it's on yeah, Switch
0: yeah. I think I'm, I think they might have since ported uh, it to Switch. Hotel which, Transylvania uh, Three:
2: Monsters Overboard is that the one? Is,
0: yeah, is, that, yeah, I think it is.
2: Yeah, Josh, Josh is buying a copy as we speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> going in my basket. It's just
0: it's just fascinating. To be fair, Hotel Transylvania, I laughed at that movie, so you know maybe yeah. the game is worth a worth a few bucks. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, well I'm. Yeah, you know, cool. just just you know, finding Pikmin sources uh, in unexpected places, to say the least.
2: We've had to wait so long between games. You just got to take what you can get, don't you? And uh, you know, if you take if it's this, hundred... this game, then uh, go for it.
0: Yeah, hundred, and I, I think that's it's important to like now. Actually, we 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 can't talk about Pikmin without just the weird announcement release cycle it's kind of halves. like it's just like because we do say it gets a lot of love but i mean we're still talking like there were it was like a, a bit under 10 years between original pikmin 2 and then original pikmin 3 um obviously with the new player control releases between them uh, and then it's been about 10 years again since original pikmin 3 to to pikmin 4 obviously with uh hey pikmin which i don't think we need to touch on too much but like is 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 not really pikmin like this there's, there's pikmin elements but it's largely a weird 2d side scroller unless either of you really want to talk about that game in more detail later.
2: <laughs> i will right, get it one good. day if it's cheap and uh, you know add to the collection but that's about it it's
0: it's worth like a it's an interesting experiment in the same way like yeah. a chibi robo ziplash is a is an yeah, interesting yeah. experiment i was
1: about to say i feel like it was kind of just a reskin of chibi robo ziplash
0: yeah, are I mean, developers,
1: I mean, isn't it? That's not good. I
0: think it's either the, I'm not sure if it, it's it's definitely RZS though who are the Balan Wonderworld uh people and the Yoshi's right. New Island people. Yeah. yeah. So they're not a an amazing developer. I think though they what are they doing now that looks okay? I can't remember. There's something they made. Oh, that's right. Sonic Superstars they're doing that. Um anyway, we'll see how that shakes out uh, in a month or so, looks or great. a couple months. Uh, uh, it does look good, so maybe this yeah. is their their first breakout yeah. uh banger. But uh, yeah, and then obviously we got Pikmin Bloom, which uh, I still play a little bit of. Um, It's effectively, if you don't know, it's it's the by Niantic, the Pokemon Go devs, but much more focused on just walking than it is like. Yeah, you don't have to have the app open like Pokemon Go and clicking Pokemon and throwing Pokeballs. Mm. It's just more like you do a walk and it's a step tracker. Yeah, yeah, step tracker with some some stuff you can do when you yeah exactly right. like it, it's a pedometer but i think that's why i like it because i like doing it when i travel um if i'm going to like you know uh just a new place even just in in melbourne i'm not necessarily mean like going crazy far i do find it fun just to like open my phone and see oh, like what cool like places did my pikmin walk today and, and what did we find there and that kind of stuff is just cute and then the pikmin you know Mike wear a little hat based on what you walk by it's like again it's not the most engaging game i yeah. think it's going to probably be killed off at some point in the future
2: yeah. they iterated because i played it when it first came out and i found that it was pretty not a lot to it is it like more to it now they've added iteratively yeah kind of to do? probably
0: probably the main thing is they've added the they expanded the mushrooms which are like the like things you can send your pikmin to attack for resource and they've added like some harder ones with like elements yeah. and um sort of tried to increase the interactivity of amongst players there but, but beyond that no it's it's still very similar i suspect what we're going to get is like we're well, here's ice pikmin and here's glow pikmin as a last mm. hurrah to try and really push the product but i don't know i think the, the once some contract in the back end between nintendo and niantic comes up for renewal um you know, I mean, yeah. I well, I, I guess it'll go the way of most other Niantic games. I suspect Harry Harry Potter, whatever it was, and that yeah. NBA one, because I don't know why NBA makes sense in that context. But they they gave it a crack. Um,
2: if Pikmin 4 Four hadn't just uh, come out, I feel that game would have been buried by now or something. I don't know. I feel like it, it's yeah, just I agree slightly.
0: Yeah, they they probably justify it as almost a marketing expense at this point, and then um, yeah. once that marketing needs gone it'll potentially die but again as i said i do think it's um conveniently not as time consuming as as certain other mobile games which i think makes it appealing to me but probably also means it's less profitable because i'm never going to spend money on yeah. on this what, type what you, of game
2: what do you have to spend money on what's the it, again it's very like limited... you can playing time. yeah it's, it's
0: like pokemon go right it's like i want more mm. bag space i want uh more like little places to plant my pikmin so i grow them faster okay. um but like i'm not ever like starving for pikmin i also got very lucky i in australia we got access to the open beta whereas we tend to for mobile games for mm. some reason and all the beta testers we got like a thousand coins and i've just never like, I've used some of those, but I, I barely dented that free 1,000 coins. <laughs> Never oh, wow. had to tip in more, even consider tipping in more money.
2: <laughs> so so the, the people who want to play the beta, who are most likely going to spend money, have been given enough coins that they don't need to spend money? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> kind of, yeah. It was, it was
0: poor, poor to see. I mean, at least Genius. I live in Australia, right? So it this, this was probably all, all like, 10 of us, I suppose. Um, <laughs> yeah, either way, like, it's, it's a cool game, but it's also not really, like that similar to actual Pikmin, um, certainly yeah. does not require any Dandori uh, at all, I would say. So, but yeah, either way, point being though, the actual mainline releases, ignoring re-releases and spin-offs, they, they're decent gaps. And, you know, infamously, it was not long after Pikmin 3 that, um, for whatever reason, to Eurogamer, I think, Miyamoto just casually said in an interview, like, oh yeah, Pikmin 4 is almost done, in like 2013 or whatever. And, what are we now? 2023.
2: <laughs> I reckon it was uh, 2015 or something. It was pretty late yeah. it? in the in the Wii U's life or something like that. And it, it just was that one weird comment, wasn't it? And I think just people just held on to it. And then we saw, hey, Pikmin, a year or two later, and people were asking, is that the game you're talking about? And he's like, no, nope, that's not the one. He had to clarify. But, you know, the, the time period between that and actual Pikmin 4 coming out is huge, isn't it?
1: Oh, it's still it's still a shorter time span than Metroid Prime Four.
0: <laughs> That's true. True. The
2: other uh, big I I love of Nintendo. Yeah, great. All these delays.
0: <laughs> I, I do wonder, but it's one of those things where um, I listened to um, Kit and Krista, who are former Nintendo employees mm. that have their own um, channel and podcast, and they said like it's not uncommon for like Miyamoto just to say things publicly to kind of like force people internally the green light stuff and like i wonder if that's what it was he's like if i announced pikmin 4 just like you know casually because it's like it's it's not like metroid where somebody like they all had to sign off and paying for someone to make that like logo and that 20 second teaser trailer right um it's just in a random interview with one outlet not even like any no other that's it that's all it was and it just kind of feels like he just like took his shot he's just like. Oh yeah. I'll just bluff. And like, then yeah. when I go back to, to uh, Kyoto, I'll just go to Mr. Me, Mi- uh, and be like, I guess we got to make Pikmin four. Yeah, Sorry. It, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm on the board of directors, but apparently I still got to do this uh, to, to get my games made. I don't know. He's doing the good um, work. I
2: respect him for doing that. To, to me with Nintendo games, it always seems like it's in threes. I don't know. I, I feel, I feel so glad that we have Pikmin four. I don't know. Like, like, Metroid Prime Trilogy. It was a trilogy for so long, and we're going to get this Metroid Prime 4 eventually. I don't know if it's going to be called 4. It could be called something else. But, I don't know, just just all, like, look at a lot of other game series, and there's a lot of trilogies with a similar type of games that you see. And I'm just glad he made it happen because, uh, yeah, it's been 10 long years, but... um. Finally being able to play it now has been been awesome and uh you know, well worth the wait. It is it, it's, it's playing a game I didn't think existed or deserved to exist with the sales and um it just feels like the bonus lap this this one right now.
0: Yeah, I mean like yeah, you're right. The lo- even like the big franchises, they seem to divide things into threes, like you know, Super Mario Brothers one, two, three, and then mm. let's drop the numbering system, that kind of stuff. They all Yeah. Three seems to be the number where things get a bit weird afterwards. Um but they committed to just like, no, it's just four. And other than some stuff we'll discuss very shortly, a fairly logical fourth game, you know, like not, you know, expands on what the previous ones did and didn't go like in a bonkers direction that Mm. would have just upset everyone. (laughs) Yeah. correct. Um, Again, other than, again, we'll talk about it in a second, the story stuff, which upsets people. But again, the general consensus I get from fans is like this particular thing very much annoys me but I still love this game because it's yeah. a good Pikmin game. Um, so I'm glad people are able to get over that and just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. Do we want to just get onto Ford? Is there anything else we want to talk about broadly about the franchise? Um, don't want to talk about the cartoons or shorts they did on the Wii U and 3DS. They were cool. I love those. I'd like to see more of, more of that great. stuff. They were um, fun. Yeah. It, it very much they're felt
1: great. like the, well, the Kirby ones they did as well.
0: Yes, I I agree that I th- I'd love to see more of that. Um, and maybe now that they, I think the in- Nintendo Pictures that they own mm. now was like that company that made those yes. shorts. Just, yeah, I think just right. acquired. So I'd love to see more. Um,
1: the the Kirby ones were great too.
0: I think they have a there's a good, good history
1: of great Nintendo mm-hmm. shorts to hype up a particular game series or franchise. I feel.
0: Yeah, and hopefully maybe a a Pikmin five timed with some. Like a Netflix series by then would yeah. be a be a good one to hit combo. Uh, it doesn't have to be Netflix, but I just yeah. picked around
2: those twelve years service. between four and five. is just going to take so long. I don't know. It's just uh,
0: yeah. a yeah.
2: Switch Four <laughs> by that time or something. I don't know how we how we're going to go. It's a uh,
0: yeah. We're gonna the uh, Switch
2: U. Let's go. Switch Switch U. Super Switch U. XL.
0: <laughs> but um yeah, Pikmin Four. It's out. Came out. A couple of months ago, from the time of recording, Ju- June twenty three, uh, um, as in twenty twenty three. I think it
2: was a June game, yeah, wasn't it? Of July twenty twenty three. A day oh, we Into my memory not, for a long time.
0: So not even, not even a couple of months. Like or almost a couple of months. Um, still in August for a few more hours. Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> so firstly, I am keen just to see high level. You know, love it, hate it. It's okay, Josh. What what's your like high level takeaway on on the quality of it?
2: Yeah. Um so I got so pumped when this got announced September last year. I I was so excited for it. I I watched the trailer the second time and I thought, is there there's nothing really different though? And so like I think they mentioned Ochi and, and but outside of that it felt like okay, it doesn't Seem like there's a big iterative, like from three to four. These are all the things we're doing, and so I was very excited for it. But then at the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I don't know if this there's enough here to make it, you know, the next unique game. But, but the more stuff I saw, and, and then once I played it, it was like completely obvious. This had been very much improved in many aspects. So much so that I tried to get Michaela to play three, and and she like played the demo of four. Tried to get into three, and there was no locking on and there was these all these quality of life things that weren't quite there and so it just showed that there had been a a big difference it's weird waiting for a game for so long and then to finally have it and so it was very it was very surreal experience and i tried to sort of take it all in as as i played it it was it's i don't know i I felt like this year's been great for games in general i just come off tears of the kingdom and i I have stopped playing tears of the kingdom since pikmin Four's come out and so i need to get back onto that but just, just everything about it. It just, yeah. I mean, I wasn't even like sure on the, the graphics. I didn't think they'd looked as good as they should have compared to the Wii U. I, I think, I think I've looked reflected on it again. And I think there is a somewhat noticeable upgrade, but nothing huge, but it still looks really beautiful. Yeah. I, I, I don't mind as much about the, the retconning of the story that they've done with one. Um, I find it really interesting. Um, and I don't quite understand it calling it Pikmin four, but doing that as well, it, it, I don't get the logic with it. This feels like a you know a relaunch without really relaunching the series properly by calling it four. But just this game is so fun and easy to play. It's it's just one of those ones that I'll just just keep playing, keep going through. Um, yeah, I, I just love like like the Ice Pikmin. I wasn't excited for them, but I just really really like the Ice Pikmin and the and the really unique. Aspects they add to the game. I was really worried it'd like be too similar to water. Like, why do we have ice? We've got water. They're not going to do much to add to the game, but you know, they're so great to attack. Like, I attack mm. first with ice Pikmin to freeze and kill the other Pikmin if I don't have purples to sort of attack after that. Freezing lakes, you know, it um, really opens up the map a lot more. I think it's sort of weakened winged Pikmin a bit, to make them makes them less effective. And I think as a result, we saw less winged Pikmin early on in the game. We see them a little at the end. Um but I just think everything here's been really thought out. Um they've really tried the really cool things with the create your own character, which I think I I I think is a really cool thing. And you know, when you create this little cute um character of yourself, I thought that was really cute and endearing kind of thing to do. Like it's even like you get your favourite colours on the ship and everything. So I had like a really sort of um dark green for everything. And so yeah, just just that and So the ice Pikmin and Ochi, like I wasn't sold to him at first. I've fallen in love with Ochi as what he does to make things easier to ride on, like running around and having your flower Pikmin right next to you and the leaf Pikmin somewhat behind you was one of the most annoying things in the world. I felt like I always had to wait for them to catch up and to you know, and then you can do something. But you know, you jump on Ochi's back now and away you go, and it's it's so much more seamless and fun. It's um. Yeah, just, just everything has been building up to this and they really thought about everything so i just yeah just, just really love love it all
0: no that's good to hear. i i i mean broadly i agree i mean i i think it's my no i will say outside of context i've i've a hundred percent is probably the wrong term but like i've collected <laughs> everything um i have not platinumed all the the challenges yet because uh i just that's an exercise i'll say for when i'm very bored um maybe over christmas yeah. are you up to um, this right.
2: 10 level thing at the end have you done that
0: uh yes i've done that okay uh like i've i've collected everything like i've i've yeah. collected every onion i've collected every uh, yes. um okay. treasure every sort of what i call castaway that's the term yes yes, um everything like that i just have to go back and get my golds and silvers and bronzes to to platinum at some point um which again i'm not super motivated to do (laughs) because i don't think there's any reward for that but maybe i'm wrong either way i'm not sure Mm. yeah i think you know it's I, i kind of liken it to my experience with new pokemon snap a few years ago where uh other than again weird sort of nitpicks uh you know it's it's all i really wanted from a sequel to the last game you know it's like despite the big gap you you know sometimes these days i feel like you get nintendo sequels that kind of bring it too back to basics i think you know in some ways animal crossing was a bit weirdly like that it sort of stripped a lot out from new leaf yes it put new stuff in but it meant that some of the. Yeah, it took its time, and it meant there were just elements that I had in New Leaf that aren't here that Mm -hmm. I really missed. Um, Even the Mario sports games, I think, again, um, or Nintendo Switch Sports, you know, that was like, it's, you know, we got to Resort, that had so many sports, and then we'd gone, like, Switch Sports feels like a massive step back in terms of the quantity of things and whatnot. So, like, Mm -hmm. you're not always guaranteed, like, a fully robust, fleshed-out, you know, bigger, better sequel with Nintendo, I guess is Mm. the point I'm trying to make. So when you get them, it's always really, really relieving and really exciting. And I think Pikmin 4 is exactly that. In some ways, even Pikmin 3, if you compare it to 2, there was that element of like, oh, like, where are the caves? Like, I know not everyone likes caves, but I'm kind of surprised you just didn't try and, like, address the issues people had and fix them versus, like, now we're just going to get rid of them, which was, (laughs) um, you know, a little bit disappointing, even though I still love Pikmin three as well. You didn't have the purples um, and whites
2: in that game, not in the yeah, in the story anyway. mode, and then yeah, had them in the other modes, but not in the main. Yeah, it was annoying.
0: It, it, it's it's you know it's like for every step forward, there's like a step back, mm-hmm. is sometimes what happens yeah. with these sequels. Whereas Pikmin four is like no no no, it's only steps forward. Um, He's everything
1: plus more. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. and plus maybe a side
0: more. step or two that, again, are more bugbears, which we will delve into. Mm. Uh, Brendan, I am curious, because you said you've done about two hours of the game, which is probably what is largely the tutorial. Um, But I think that's a really important section of the game, and maybe in some ways the most interesting section to talk about, because we have talked about some of the challenges in terms of difficulty and accessibility uh, Pikmin has had. How did you feel as someone who's like not a Pikmin pro with the level of tutorialization and that start of the game compared to maybe, you know, Pikmin 1 which you've also tried in the past? I think I do prefer
1: Pikmin 1, which just well, it throws you into the game and yes it does increasingly get more difficult along the way, of course, but it throws you in whereas Pikmin 4 like I don't mind it, I deal with it, but it does fall into a I guess just a general criticism of what a lot of gamers have of modern Nintendo games, that there is a heavy, like, tutorial whenever you begin a lot of these games that it holds your hand, It's it slowly edges you into how the game works and, and then it, it, it does hit the point where it opens up and you can then do what you want mm-hmm. to do and um, it becomes a bit more interested and open-ended, but it, it does have that constraint at the start of it, which... I don't necessarily think is a negative. It, it, it is. I understand why it's a bugbear for a lot of people, but it, it, I guess there is that trade-off there that they want to have it accessible to a broader audience. They, they do want to create an experience that anyone from a range of skill levels can just pick up the controller and play the game and work it out. Um, like, understandably, your more veterans who understand the formula will be constrained a little bit, but I think it is the right. Wrong- it's a right length that it, it, it isn't too frustrating from my perspective anyway. And it, it starts to open up the different mechanics in an interesting way that does want you to keep on playing through the tutorial. Once you, you you don't want to just stop playing. You want to keep on going through to see like, oh, the game's hinting that you it's going to open up a new thing. Oh, there's caves now you can go through. Oh, there's a new Pikmin type. You've got access to what can what opens up now. There's a Metroidvania aspect to some mm. degree of you see something off in the distance and you can't get there yet. But now you have this new type of Pikmin and you realise that, oh, this Pikmin's good in the air. This Pikmin can go through water. Now, that there was an annoying electric gate, but now I have the yellow Pikmin, so I can get rid of the annoying electric gate. There's elements like that that I find interesting and compelling.
2: That um that demo was interesting, wasn't it? I, I think that was jarring for a lot of new, oh, sorry, experienced players. I think I, I played it and thought there was a lot of talking here. There's a lot of, like, explanation. There's yes. a lot of story things. And so I felt like, I don't know, I was playing Pikmin, so I, I was more experienced, so sorry, more of a veteran compared to other probably newcomers. And so I was doing things quickly, at which I think sparked the next conversation, the next story moment. And so for people who played the series a like, lot, it was a lot of these story elements squished in together within this two, three hour demo run. But then then watched Michaela play it, play it and um it that wasn't the case. She you know, she wasn't as familiar with these concepts and it was more spread out the experience for her. That she had less of those stop what you're playing, we're gonna explain, oh the Pikmin's in, in the red Pikmin's in water. This is what happens when that occurs kind of thing. And so I think it definitely depended on your experience with yes. that demo. And, and how you're going to go with it, but I don't. It just it's just modern games these days, isn't it? There's no instruction manual, and so you know, games yeah, it have all has to, to be in game, yes, correct. And so you know, you play an older game, and I really struggle sometimes because like I don't have a manual, and they don't explain it to me properly. Um, that happens to be a bit on NSO, um, playing those older things. Yeah. So it, it's just a necessary evil, isn't it? Having those um the handholdy stuff at the beginning, and especially Nintendo, they they need to appeal to everyone, and, that, and that's the way that they have to do it.
1: I do have a yeah, question I mean, for both uh, Zach and Josh. Uh, did you ever imagine Olimar being a pack smoker and sounding like one?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's voices. funny because, yeah, like, in Pikmin 2, like he says his name, he's like, oh, I was like, Loo. and he, But he, I don't think I realized that was them saying their names until maybe Pikmin 3 when he does get a bit more dialogue. And yeah. you're like, oh, wait, that was you. And that's just how you sound.
2: <laughs> um, I, I loved it. It was, it was such a surprise the first time, but I thought this is, this is cool. It's just the least the, the, you wouldn't, don't expect it. And so I thought that was, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember laughing the first time I, uh, I, I heard it.
0: I also have to say, I love the language oh, that they use. Uh, Cause it's, it's very similar to like the sounds professor Egad makes as well. Yes. I find, uh, and yes. that just like tickles me um, yeah. pink. I mean, Egad himself could probably just be Olimar's like, grandpa the way he looks similar yeah Uh, Yeah. yeah, bulbous head um (laughs) so i'm sure there's some commonality there so in addition to the tutorial and you touched on this a bit josh with um michaela's experience they have done a few things i think to try and make it a bit more uh accessible again i mean the big one that whenever i watched like a uh pikmin you know youtube uh, tuber play pikmin 4 demo or just the start of pikmin 4 because it's the same thing as soon as they got the lock on they were just like Mm. whoa and like either it's like whoa i hate this because i don't like the game telling me what to do or it's like oh oh, well this is convenient yeah keen to get your thoughts again you know obviously secondhand from michaela's perspective it sounds like she likes it but i'm keen to get more expansion on that but also you as a more experienced player how do you feel about the lock on
2: i think i I like it with the traditional controller setup i think with the Wii remote pointer motion sensor controls i don't think i would need it as much um Mm, i agree yeah it's 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 really handy to have um in saying that i was playing one of the harder these 10 levels at the end of the game that you unlock and um had this big monster i had a minute to get something to my onion and i did not want to kill the monster i wanted to bypass it carrying the, with my pikmin carrying something mm-hmm. and it was so annoying the gang would not let me lock onto the, the thing i needed to carry and so it's like locking onto the monster for me to to destroy it to kill it and so unless there's a way i don't know to toggle that is there an option? I didn't look into it properly. No,
0: nah, I don't think there is. Yeah.
2: I got so frustrated. Like this is like you you like this was literally last night and just uh, like, man, this is like the first time I've really got a node with a lock on. I've never had any issue with it. But I think overall it is a very good thing to have. And um especially when um you know you you're you are running around a lot and you, you like there's a lot of you gotta run around these monsters to get from one end to the other because you know, they're you can't hurt them from the front, you have to go behind to their weak spots. And then, you know, if it locks on, you're just running and spamming the A as fast as possible. So, it, so it's a very cool and easy uh, quality a life feature that I think, you know, I, I, don't, I haven't heard too many people complain about it really. I think overall people seem to love it.
0: The complaint you just made is the most common one I hear yeah. around like it's not always giving you. Easily well, like, the choice of like, yeah, I want to go yeah. to this thing. Because the game's like, no, you should go for this. It's like, you yeah. know, you don't understand. That's not the strategy yeah. I want to <laughs> employ here. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, but I, I agree. I think with the traditional controls, it's kind of almost a necessity in some ways because yeah. um uh yeah, aiming with the stick in that kind of like weird 3D environment's not the most easy thing, but uh no, I- certainly if we we did have pointer controls that were a bit more precise, I would I would prefer that, but that's just not what the switch is necessarily capable of, uh, even though it has the sort of fake version of it with the
2: the gyro, yeah. gyro close uh, but not quite, not quite there. No, as, a, as a,
0: again as a, I won't say a new player, but I a less like immersed in Pikmin player. Did you even notice the lock on as a as a big thing, Brendan, or was, and if if you did, do you have any thoughts?
1: It's still early days. I think I, I do see how there can be some limitations to the lock on as josh noted and i i even noticed early on using the locket on sometimes it would sort of randomly just lock out and even though you're still holding some zr that it's oh well i'm not locked on anymore for some reason i don't know really what went on there i think i definitely from my experience playing new play controls pikmin 1 and pikmin 4 it is one of those few games that is really made for note motion controls and i know motion controls itself has become par se like it's we've moved for better or worse we've moved on for motion controls outside of your psvrs and that whole mm. um i guess sector of the gaming of the gaming industry where there' still there's still a bit of a um focus on motion controls even though a lot of that is also just controller based as well but it is one of the sh- i think it's it's a bit of a shame that we have moved on completely away from motion controls because there is there's some very novel and interesting things that develop because developers can use motion controls for and this is a franchise in a in a genre that really stresses that but for the most part i think pikmin 4 does play very well i think they have nailed down how the game does control with the controller and there's always going to be some limitations and it won't be perfect but i think they very much they've struck a nice balance in my view and it it does feel it feels good to play which is what you want and It doesn't feel jerky. It doesn't feel like you're fighting against a camera. Just Well, notwithstanding um, Josh's experience he had last night, for the most part, it is a seamless experience, I find.
0: 100%. I I agree. I think it's, yeah, like, ideally have an option to turn it off. um, But, again, absent of that, this being the default options is logical. And I think the right choice, yeah. particularly for bringing new people in the second thing, which I'm going to bundle a couple of things together. Cause they kind of are adjacent and this is probably the one I have the most issue with, but is a nitpick. They, this is the first Pikmin game that has limited us to how many Pikmin we can have out at once mm-hmm. in terms of types. Um, so obviously there was always, you can have a hundred Pikmin. This game does a thing where it ramps up the amount you can get, which I don't think is that controversial because you get to a hundred eventually. Um, and I think it's also a good way of building up your, your skill set uh, and getting used to that many, but, but previously at least in Pikmin two and three, you could have all five of, types that were accessible at that point out now they've said nope at any point uh a max of three and in certain dungeons even limiting you to one or two types as well as giving you recommendations uh that you can immediately pick as to what types you bring in with you again keen josh your thoughts is that mm-hmm. like uh, does it bother you do you care or are you kind of happy that it's like you're not having to you know guess like oh i'm going to bring Nine or eight different types of Pikmin out, and then find out crap. I've I've accidentally got too few of each type to do anything yeah. useful effectively.
2: Yeah, I remember the limit on the Pikmin at first being to thirty, and, and I, I got annoyed straight away and think, why have they done that? Why do I have to like? Why can't they give me a hundred straight away? Because that's been the case in every other game. Why why is it different now? But but the more I play, the more I didn't, I didn't I didn't notice it. Like it was kind of like, yeah, I've got my cap, but it's not really impeding on anything. I feel. Um, I think in the end, limiting the number of Pikmin for me was a good thing in the way that it, you know, it meant that these maps that they they had created, they could really utilize what these specific Pikmin's strengths and weaknesses are and make the map really tailored to that. And so I, I just thought, you know, the way they used the ice Pikmin a lot, you know, in these areas you had to be in with the lakes, it was, it was just really cool. And just, you know, they were really... I just thought a lot about it. And so, and yeah, like you said, like if I had, like, we've got a lot of Pikmin now. We've got uh, nine, don't we? Now we've got three. Yeah,
0: nine counting the glow. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Nine with glow. And so, you know, out of a hundred Pikmin, that's about 11 each. You know, what if I get to an electric gate and you need 20 people uh, or like, you know, there's a big thing, high thing in the air. I need 20 yellow Pikmin to throw up there. Like, I'm going to be annoyed. I need to go back to the onion. Move some Pikmin, do some shuffling, and go back and, and get it. And so um, I think they just eliminated those situations. And it, I didn't get that until the very last boss, where there's yeah. a lot of different Pikmin, and, you know, a certain, I only had five of a certain kind, and they all died. And yeah, the game's yeah. telling me you need to restart because you cannot pass later on. It, it, yeah. it was very, it was very different. It was, um, yeah, like, it was the yellow ones for those interests, So make sure you have enough yellows yeah. when you get to the end of it. Um, but they don't, don't tell you until the very last one. Here's a yellow um, uh, flower, whatever they're called. So I thought oh, I'd better get some yellows. And they were the only yellows I had for this battle where I probably needed like another 10 more at least to to get through. So
3: um, yeah. I,
2: I, I wonder if it was something they realized straight away or it came later when they were making these games. Okay, there's so many Pikmin types now. If we're going to do all of them, we need to, separate them a bit and make them only usable in this area or blah, blah, blah. But if they're down underground, it doesn't matter as much. We can have all of them, including the low pigment, which are only the overnight sort of things. And so I think they thought about it a lot and they, and they made the right choice to balance, I feel.
0: My gut feel is they probably had some of that realisation with three and that's why, yeah, yeah. purples and whites were, were yeah. not in the main story. Um, yeah. They're just like, it's too many. Um, too many. But yeah i think um my only I, this is not really a, a spoiler uh i don't think but i'm gonna So you don't need to turn off but i'm sorry if someone for whatever reason mm-hmm. thinks it is they never there is there only one small section of the game where you can have more than three types but they never let you do the full amount i i just i kind of wanted just like one spot for a little bit where i could have nine like i just wanted all of them yeah. just even if it was a tiny amount just because you know um i my, my my idea my ideal solution though would have been like after you finish everything just let me like go back like repopulate the world with all the enemies there's nothing to mm. collect but just let me experiment like let me go mm. and just again pick random assortments of pigment of different quantities and just see what i can and do i mean again um I suspect they didn't because they know the game would be broken and <laughs> wouldn't function very well um, if you did it that way. But uh, I mean, I just, as someone who just likes poking and prodding and experimenting, um, I would have loved that. And I suspect I'll only get that if I hack my switch and download some sort of <laughs> mod or something um, or <laughs> yeah. whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah, well, I'm dead. That'll be very good yeah. you know, on PC or whatever. But um. Yep. I, but at the same time, I agree. I think it's the right choice in terms of limiting it because, as you said, it could really structure puzzles. Like, you know, there's even certain dungeons where you can only bring one type of Pikmin in for reasons um, and their ability to like, oh, here's like, you know, a fire enemy, but you've only got water Pikmin um, yeah. is a completely new challenge to like, how do you deal with that? that was um, very,
2: I love that one. That was um, yeah. yeah, very, very cool
0: very clever and um that probably brings me to the last quality of life but also major new feature before we tackle the night missions i think it's the last point i'll quickly touch on but ochi the dog (laughs) um you know so past pikmin games they've expanded by like pikmin 2 here's a second captain pikmin 3 have a third Mm. here they're like instead Get rid of the two ca- the captains. You're one captain, but here's this dog, and he's kind of a captain, but he's kind of a Pikmin, like a super Pikmin. Mm-hmm. And I think he is the smartest uh, mm-hmm. and best quality of life feature for like so many reasons. Yes. Um the big th- the yep. big thing for me is the riding. I think being able because like as you said, even though the AI is leagues better than it was previously, um, being able to confidently just go like everyone get on this little dog yeah, or well, big big dog compared to everything else
2: a good boy And
0: we're just now a singular unit like uh, and that's definitely you know uh, you can control precisely i think it was very clever and i think it would make it a lot less stressful for anyone that was always yeah. like getting worried about that pikmin getting stuck on corners or, or falling off a bridge
2: it, yeah. but yeah how do
0: you feel about ochi
2: <laughs> ochi's such a good boy i i love him i i if if there's merch is there merch of Ochi anywhere, is there official Oh there's it, gonna be. Think? I don't think there is it yet, but to be, in the, in the be they, they're they've gotta be doing or an flushies of
0: Ochi in the new one. Lisa yes. Oh.
2: I would love an uh, Ochi amiibo with the new Pikmin all around him or something like that, similar to what they did with um Hey Pikmin. Um yeah, it just just great quality of life improvement and the fact you could upgrade him as well. I love that aspect. There was a lot of um things you could customize to make him stronger and you could focus on, you know, you, you want him to carry things more so you could, you know, focus less on him having a good chomp and a good attack. Uh, I just want him to carry at least 100 worth of Pikmin for things. And so that, that, that skill tree and having that, you know, freedom to sort of, you know, I don't have to upgrade everything at the same time slowly. I could focus on one or two things, um, get that really good. Um, it was really good. I really, really enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, I have, I, I, you're right. Because she's inevitable immunity to a lot of things. Because mm-hmm. again, effectively, he's a super Pikmin. He is. Um, yeah. Was was very helpful. I mean, I um, yeah, coming back to those caves where you could only bring in one Pikmin type, I was like, how will I kill this fire thing? Oh, I'll just Ochi will do it. He'll he's do it slower dog. than if I had my <laughs> yeah. Pikmin, but he'll do it. Or um, even <laughs> like sending uh, Ochi
2: first to the monsters, and he'd slowly attack him, and the Pikmin I would get them to focus on other things and come back and. It, Oh, she's done the work. Yeah. Yeah. A
0: hundred percent. Or even like there's uh caves where again, like there's enemies sort of that you can't really kill chasing you. And I was like, Oh, I don't want to do the whole stop, start thing with my Pikmin. I'm just going to stand in a safe spot with my Pikmin and Ochi, you just like drag that thing to, to the base you're yep. gonna get like squashed a bunch of times, but you'll survive, uh, and then correct. we'll be fine. You know, so you just you just go do that. And again, he's really great for multitasking because, yes. yeah, you can be like, okay, you Pikmin do break this wall, you do this, and Ochi, uh, you carry this big thing that takes a hundred Pikmin because I've got you to that point. Yeah, I love him. My only sadness is for whatever reason they didn't feel they could make him like a second player. Like they just dropped the. The co-op that Pikmin Three Deluxe uh, had, um, and I feel like it's they could have had him because he he can be functional by himself. You know, you can play as just OG at parts of the game. Yeah. Don't know why they didn't just let you um, do co-op with him versus the effectively the ro- the Mario rock Galaxy or what is it? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a, it's Mario Galaxy all over again, basically. Um, yeah, it's just a shame that that didn't make it. That's that's probably like yeah. the one big feature because it's certainly what I I planned to play with my, my wife that mode. I thought we were going to get traditional co-op. Mm. Um, now yeah. it's like she'll probably play by herself or we'll just try Pikmin 3 Deluxe because uh, she wants to try Pikmin, but it's it'd be easier if we were playing simultaneously. Um, yeah. I guess I could throw rocks for her, but I don't know. That sounds like a good time. <laughs> so don't put her into doing <laughs> um,
2: Battle straight away and, uh, you know, that's going to be a bad no, time. <laughs> no,
0: uh, um, no, I only save that for my my uh my worst enemies is like oh just have a casual dandori battle with me
2: um i'm gonna versus there we go I want to do that.
0: <laughs> we should right we ahead. should i want i have to check with a i wonder if i'm surely they'll do a, a tournament or something for pikmin uh in the handheld lounge but i haven't seen seen what they're doing yet otherwise use your um, connections
1: to bully them into doing it zach
0: yeah yeah i'll uh I'll, I'll sort of try and sway my old uh department manager waiting around to, to get <laughs> them to do it but uh I think one the last more... major. Oh, oh you, go.
2: you Yeah. You got one more quality of life. No,
0: no you go. Yeah. yeah.
2: Ah. Is it the rewind one? Is that the one you're gonna mention? Oh no,
0: that's a I forgot, but that's important. Yeah, let's let's chat about rewind.
2: Yes, because um, I, I think this is them in their final like, how can we make this game as appealing to anyone as possible? Like, yeah, you know, like people are throwing all these excuses at me for why they don't want to play this game, and Nintendo's like throwing back, like, no, uh, you can lock onto people now. You can, um, you know, it doesn't matter. There's no real time limit anymore. And then this final one is, oh, if they die, you can just rewind time and just go back and do it all again. And I, I think it' a handy thing and I didn't like using it, but I had to use it a few times when I just got so annoyed with something that happened. I lost all my Pikmin and it just saves me going out of the game selecting it again and waiting for all the you know the the loading screens to select my game file and to go back into the day so it was a pretty pretty cool and like easy quality of life a thing they've introduced there so i'm i'm sure a lot of hardcore fans don't like it as much but for ease and you know if you know the dying gets to you a bit it was just yeah, a great option to have yeah i think they're yeah. really
1: good quality of life improvements because this is not the only game Nintendo has implemented it in i think mm. Zach and I spoke about it in the last episode. Uh, that it's an option in Fire Emblem, and it's is simply an option. You don't have to use the rewind feature, but if you wish, you can. And I and there's some Mario games where it's two D Mario. They introduced it too, didn't they? Rewind?
0: Yeah, well, uh, bit to of a degree. I don't, if they intru- I don't know if they did rewind. I know definitely in uh, NSO there's like a save state slash rewind feature. Yes. Um, so that's, that's definitely there as an overarching feature, but I know they did stuff like the, the, like super block where the game plays for itself, if you've died enough times. Um, uh, but yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, rewind is such a, like, yes, or uh, like you can be super hardcore and complain about why are we casualizing the series, but it's so good. Uh, it's, mm. you know, I didn't use it all the time, but yeah, if I went in and I'm on like floor four out of five and i had 30 pikmin die um i'm like uh i can do this better i'd rather just rewind than a lose the 30 pikmin or b yeah start right. the whole day again um and in some ways like again it encouraged me to be better in the way of like i'm just gonna like i did that well but i'm gonna try again and do it better like without mm. having to start the whole game again and do a, a fresh speed run you know so i do think there is some benefit to like you know, you can kind of use rewind and still be more hardcore. You just like challenge yourself a bit harder to do things a bit more efficiently, lose less Pikmin, whatever it don't, may don't be. Die. Um no. Yeah. Like I like I actually would consider doing a no die Pikmin run if I let myself use rewinds versus like yes. a non rewind, yeah. which I'm not oh, going to
2: even bother thinking about. Yeah.
0: No. Um, no. So I agree. I think that that's that's a really important one. Uh, and again, you know, as we said, some people do not handle the Pikmin deaths well. Um, I guess knowing that you can almost lose, you know, at most two or three minutes uh and bring them back to life, I think is is the ultimate um, you know, like comforter, I think, to those yeah. to, to those people um and again as you said, Nintendo just slaps them back and say, No, just try the game. I've <laughs> Please. addressed that issue. We'll fix yeah. everything, really. Um the only other feature I really want to talk on, like there's others, but the, it, to me it's that yeah I can't not talk about the night missions, because um, they're they're interesting. I don't know if I love them. Um, I didn't hate them. I, I certainly like enjoyed them, but I don't know if I love them as much as the standard Pikmin. Because the night mission, which Brendan, you probably haven't unlocked yet, but not to, to anyone. They're kind of just tower defense is the core concept because it literally is you have these little luminoles, which are your towers, and you need to stop the enemies from coming and eating them. And instead of having your full array of Pikmin, you have the glow Pikmin, which are effectively like if we put all the Pikmin in a ring and had them fight, I think glow Pikmin would win. Like, they're, they're basically like the the super Pikmin, they don't have any uh, elemental weaknesses. They apparently don't die, that's just their like. That's the law behind them, um, uh, and uh, they have this ability where, like, usually you send Pikmin to like charge in a group. Um, instead, they just get into a giant, big, glowy ball, and then like you throw the ball at a enemy, and they just pop, and then just go ah, and like kill things pretty efficiently. So they're like a super powered Pikmin which, uh, yeah, you get access to in this mode. And uh, by doing well in the mode, you can then use them in caves uh, as kind of like if you've lost 20 Pikmin on a floor, you're like, oh, just like get some of the Glow Pikmin I've collected and summon them um, to help me out, and they'll they'll stay for me for the rest of the cave and go away. But yeah, Josh, curious to see what you thought of the night missions. Was it like a cool, like, would you want to see them come back, I guess, if we, we get a Pikmin 5? Did you enjoy them that much? Or are you just like, oh, yeah, that's like interesting, but not maybe my cup of tea or yeah. What's your your thoughts on them?
2: I remember the announcement and this came out of nowhere. I felt like, like I thought they announced we're getting one new Pikmin here and Ochi and then they're like, no, we're getting these new low Pikmin. And so it was, it, it was very cool. It was like, just not, not expecting it at all. Um, the fact they're green, they look like ghosts. Green's my favorite color. I love a ghost Pokemon. It was just ticking everything. (laughs) <laughs> for me it was uh it was a very good time so i got very excited by these i thought this is my instant new favorite pikmin here and so i thought okay this is cool they're explained it's used for the night time you know we, we don't see the night in these games we're always you know gone back up into the space and um it's just too dangerous down below when it's night time and so it, i i liked okay we're going to see some more of this and so yeah so it was cool to unlock it i was, I was really excited to play it. Um, but I mean, like you said, it's it's tower defense, isn't it? And you're sort of defending these barrage of different monsters who you know gets you know they're, they're possessed at night. They're a lot more dangerous and so a lot more aggressive. And I, I really appreciate the different sort of. It, it feels like a different game mode, effectively, doesn't it? Um, you yeah. know, very much. You know, you would just just defend. You can do the trick to to um, distract them a bit. Yeah, the green ones. You know, they they had to be, I suppose, all encompassing to defeat anything because you know you're getting all these different monsters with different uh, elemental powers that you know you need five different Pikmin to to battle. And so, yeah, I mean, I it's not my favorite part of the game. It's not. I don't hate it. Yeah, I'm, I'm very like I enjoy it. It's um, it's fine. I think I'm very much like you, Zach, in terms of um the gameplay with it all. So. Oh, I'd love to see more of it. I'd love to see them refine it a bit more. I'm at the stage now where I'm up to the level four and five ones that you do towards the end to to heal everyone who's had the, the 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 pigment disease on them, and and some of them very hard now. And um, like you need to rely on items. Like you cannot do it without um items at this point. I feel so it's it's a lot of um. I've had this is me last week trying to finish as much of the game as possible before tonight and. Yeah, it's 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 tricky. So um, it's it's sort of scratching that different itch for me in terms of um, its Pikmin, but a very different way to play it. Yeah, I I just I just love them. they I think low low Pikmin are a very very good close second to to my purple. So they've done well to uh, to get up there.
0: Yeah, I think if you had not already mastered it or you know been tried to use it in the main game, by the time you do those last night missions, you will have to learn as a player, how to swap between Ochi and um and your captain. Like you, you need them in two places and you need to be like, okay, the this enemy's coming over here. I need to swap back to Ochi and now I've got to fight that. And then, oh crap, now they're going over there. I need to swap back. And I think that's definitely the key thing. If they bring it back, I definitely think they need to flesh it out because if I think of like other tower defense you know, modes and stuff, what I liked is you saw them over the years expand to like, you've got like, oh, you know, um, like an Overwatch, like protect the cart that's moving rather than just the stationary base. Um, whereas this never really gets beyond here's two at most, like things to protect. Yeah. Um, so I think they need to find ways to make the variety a bit higher. Um, and even just like the combat, I think I'm, it, it really boils down to: I get my glow Pikmin, I put them in a big ball, and mm-hmm. no matter what it is, I'll throw them at them. There's only maybe like one enemy. Um, which is a very cool enemy if you're a fan of the series since Pikmin 1 that makes a return. That does require a bit more, like, timing and when you throw and then when you call them back, I'd say. I'm sure you've probably versed that by now, Josh, Uh, if you've done, like, I couldn't destroy
2: it in time before it happened, and so, like, (laughs) God damn it. Yeah. (laughs) I was so close to destroying it, yeah.
0: Yeah, Um, that that enemy. um, Yes. Yeah, very scary, but then um, <laughs> once you sort of master it like anything, it, it's suddenly no longer as scary as it was, certainly in Pikmin 1, where it was um, arguably the scariest enemy. I always skip it. Enemy, I don't I, I don't yeah.
2: it to past it, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, but yeah, I think there's value to it, um, and again, I'm keen to see how they can integrate the Glow Pikmin even back into the, the main game even more than they did this time, because I, I only used them in the last cave just because... Yeah. I had the opportunity to, but I never felt compelled to, but that again was probably because yeah. I was just restarting versus like, I probably should have like let my Pikmin stay dead and say, this is a good chance to now replenish the team with, with some glows.
2: Um, I didn't think I needed to do the can... last cave because of the whole, the many floors and I thought, I, need, I just want to add a few more here to beef up my defenses, I suppose. I felt every other cave and yeah. area, I didn't need them. So I didn't, didn't utilize them really.
0: Yeah, no. There was only there was one cave which, in hindsight, I went in too early and I didn't have blues and I should have had yeah. blues, but I could have probably got glows and, and probably used them as pseudo <laughs> blues. Right. I just yeah. hadn't, I hadn't hadn't come to that conclusion yet. But anyway, but yeah, I mean, like you know, Pikmin Four it's out. I we'll, we'll get sales numbers probably in um uh what are we in now? We're in August. We'll probably get them in like October, I think, after the first quarter. Uh, of, of, oh, it's not the first quarter, it's the second quarter for Nintendo. Um, Wouldn't it be July, July, or maybe the, yeah, maybe the- Yeah, first quarter, financial year. Yeah, yeah, it'll either be like, come in late October, uh, early November, they'll probably release the report, because it'll end on September 30. Um,
2: And it released in July, so they would have had numbers the other month release up to June, wouldn't they? believe
0: yeah so they missed yeah. the june cutoff for uh, yeah. the last report that just came out it'll yeah. it'll be um in in the next one in october november uh you can tell i'm an accountant with my financial year like uh <laughs> like talk Are you told um, my language um, uh,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> i got you man yeah
0: yeah you know i think it's clear to see it's probably probably going to be the most financially successful i feel like it's solidified the return of this franchise in some shape um if not this, at least the fact that they bothered to immortalize them again in the Nintendo world probably also helps a, a little bit. Or perhaps all the parents in Japan who are now using um, Pikmin uh, uh, techniques to rally their children to do what they need them to do, as you uh, touched on in your Weird Nintendo on one of the more recent episodes.
2: Yeah. Great um right tactic for kids. Josh? Yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it apparently does, just, so just, uh, Yeah.
0: I I mean, I don't intend to have nine children, but if I ever found myself in the position where I had nine children, uh, an Olimar or a Captain cosplay with them all as Pikmin would be something you'd you'd have to do.
1: Yeah, Uh, just just don't throw any at electric gates, please.
0: No, I'll try not to, and, and like, I certainly won't assume that the pink one can actually fly
2: Um,
0: (laughs) um, or anything like that. uh, Yeah. So I just yeah probably where I'd want to finish it. It's just like, what do you want to see other than more? Um, is there anything in particular you want to see in the next big iteration of the franchise? Um, maybe Brendan, will start with you because Josh and I have been chatting for a bit. <laughs> I guess that's
1: a hard, hard question to think about. But I, I do think that they probably can, they, they can take the idea further. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be trite and say open world Pikmin because I don't quite understand how that actually would work. But it would be interesting to play around with that idea of a more open world format because, of course, it is it's very much level based. It, it's a it's a real time strategy game in that respect that you have distinct levels, you have distinct areas. So opening that up a bit further would be interesting, and also. I I think I would like them to push a bit more of the multiplayer aspect of it. I know there, there, there is that there with the Dandjuri battles and the like, but and it's never going to get to the level of a Mario Kart, a Smash or a Splatoon. But competitive um, multiplayer Pikmin would be a fun idea. I think that that would be a fun concept. I don't know. I think it'd be very hard for Nintendo to pull it off, but I think there, there's some interesting. That's an interesting area they could experiment with a bit more. I think. And they, they tried it with things like arms, of course, that didn't really go anywhere at all, but they very much tried to push competitive arms. And I think competitive Pikmin would be a lot more interesting than competitive arms to me anyway. I,
0: I, I don't disagree. I've watched and played a fair bit of like Pikmin two and three multiplayer, like the bingo battle. And I think it was just called battle in two. I can't remember, honestly, but, uh, I agree a Pikmin a Pikmin World Championships uh at the uh the next Nintendo Live or whatever would be a uh, a treat it doesn't sound like we're getting it based on the Tokyo announcement I think today actually but uh you know we can dream for Pikmin 5 to have a an esports scene um <laughs> to your open world point I do think there's some value there because obviously oh, we sort of mentioned it but they added the feature to move your onion base around yes. in the map so I could totally see them saying like hey let's just make really big interconnected maps rather than like, you know, fly into these five or six or whatever different discrete maps. And it's more a matter of you just move your base around um, throughout the course of the game. I could definitely see that being a way to, to take the series. Yeah. But Josh, what are your thoughts? You know, is there anything in, like first off any thoughts on Brendan's suggestions, but also your own ideas for what you yeah. want to see in the next game.
2: I, I like this open world idea. I like the idea. Let's, what if we removed the daylight cycle? What if we crash landed, maybe not on Earth, but somewhere different, and it's always sunny or something? And, you know, you don't have this up and down uh, issue where you have to fly overnight and then come back down. What, what if it was, it yeah, remained fully open and fully, you know, fully available for you at, at all times? I think that'd be a very cool different way to do it. In, in saying that, I think overall, I'm just happy to get whatever we've gotten because like I said yes. before, I'm just so glad we got 4 I thought 3 might have been the last one um and we wouldn't have got anything else um after that and so for, for me I think I I want I really hope this game sells well I think I think low twos is the 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 bar for Pikmin 3 Deluxe as the best selling game so the bar's low um I think we saw Metroid Dread become the best selling Metroid game I think not officially but we think can pretty well guess it's got to that 3 million Sales mark. So I'd I'd love to see Pikmin four get similar numbers. If it could get more, that'd be amazing. And I think um, and I I just hope you know is this, is this you know fake it till you make it? Nintendo's just like dressing Pikmin the way it wants it wants it to be. You know you dress the job you want, not the one you have. Is this is this finally going to hit um the jackpot and they're finally going to you know get it maybe a five million dollar seller and turn you know a franchise like Luigi's Mansion, which was pretty niche, into something that's big? Can they do this with Pikmin? and become big like that. I don't think we've done it with four, but that'd be something cool to see eventually, I think. I, I, I really think the series deserves to be on one entry per new console. So I think these, these gaps are too far at the moment. So I'd like to think that on the Switch 2, whatever we're going to call it, that we get the one Pikmin entry on that. Builds up on everything. I'd like to see them take a bit of a different twist on the next one, if it's open world, if it's you know more story-driven. The, the the story very much is very much hand-holdy there was no real evil or anything like that it's just hand-holdy we'll get through this and you know Dan Dury's not evil thing not in evil <laughs> present um just you know yeah. it, it felt felt like a mario tennis storyline you know you just uh, you can't pass me until you defeat me in a game of tennis or something and so you just got to you know yeah. yeah just go through the motions of it all um yeah i wouldn't mind to see something a bit more you know um story driven yeah, give give us something different, and I think Nintendo will want to give us something unique and different. It's hard to continually iterate, and, and this one just feels so good and rounded to me. So, without you know thinking too much about it, I don't know how much they could improve on, on top of it without doing something completely different.
1: Yeah, and that's yeah. the balance I think they really need to hit yeah. there. That it's a distinct formula. You can't move away from it too much because then mm. you don't have Pikmin anymore. But at the same time. Yeah it seems like they are increasingly moving in a direction to make it more accessible, more, I guess, have a more universal appeal, which is very much Nintendo's MO that yes, they have these more niche franchises that are not universal, like your Mario's and Zelda's, but they they still want things to be accessible. So it's it's a fine line.
0: You know, I, I agree with what you were both saying, and it is obviously an interesting challenge of like, you know, some of the best things in Pikmin, It's like, how do you make things different without getting rid of them? But like, do you really want to get rid of them? Like, you know, when we went from two to three and we swapped from like a wide array of treasures with cool names and descriptions to just fruit, that to me was a step down. So I'm so glad they brought back the treasures. But does treasures a third time get boring? I don't know. But I can't think of what you could do instead of them that would be more fun. Like, Because those item names and descriptions are really, really, really fun. And then even similarly, it's like, you know, how do you tackle adding more Pikmin? You know, like, uh, is do we just keep doing that and then saying, yeah, you can only have three out at a time um, or maybe you can make it a bit more this time? I don't know. Uh, but I do think you just need to keep adding more Pikmin. I don't think... Um, you need more. I don't think you can... Yeah, you can't just do a new Pikmin game and not add more. Um, and I think two is a good number. Uh, I think one is unfortunately just not quite enough, in my opinion. but. You know, we'll see. Uh and again, maybe that's where the night and the day if they keep that comes in. Maybe it's like we can add more night Pikmin in somehow. Um, but who knows. Uh but, you know, certainly I mean we're close at the end of Pikmin one, they had like all these colored onions. I feel like yeah. we've almost ticked all those off. So let's just, just just finish yeah. that. Get whatever color orange maybe was orange there. I, I can't think. remember. There
2: was a light blue and a green. <laughs> yeah. Again. Um, but yeah, I reckon. Orange yeah, and so
0: light, yeah. So light blue and green we've now ticked off with ice and, and, and glow maybe, unless yeah. there's another like shaded green Probably There's yeah. probably a light green and there was probably a dark green. So we can get a dark green Pikmin and a, and an orange Pikmin next time. Um, Piccolo and, and Goku kind of colors. Let's go with that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So that'd be sick. Uh, but yeah, I definitely think maybe something, yeah, a bit more open world. Um, and just, yeah, probably the other thing could be interesting is like, I'd be interested in seeing some like even more discreet little challenge areas with maybe even less Pikmin and maybe even focuses on uh, a more up close and controllable captain could be interesting. Like, give the captain a bit more function. It could, yeah, it could be an interesting way to take it forward, um, even if it's maybe in very specific like instances, like, again, whether it's a cave or a new type of instance. Yeah. I think that could be quite cool, where maybe you're just like a captain. Like, you know, if you watch um, the Pikmin shorts, it's not uncommon to see Olimar, or even in Smash Brothers, Olimar has, like, five Pikmin. Imagine, like, yeah, you're just Olimar, and you've only got five Pikmin. You can't let those five die, and it's, like, a more up-close-and-personal sort of maybe a smaller area that you've got to navigate some specific yeah. puzzles could be an interesting take, but, uh, yeah, I,
2: I don't, you could, you know, yeah, online, create your own Dandori battles or something, you know, um, that,
0: that would work. Cause, cause yeah. they're sort of those preset map, like all the Dandori battles had a similar vibe. So why not just, yeah. yeah, let you map it out. Yeah. There's a lot they could do. I don't mm. think it's a series where like, you know, like they say with F zero, like we've, we've, we've peaked, we can't, we yeah. can't do anything more with F zero apparently. It's relevant now of uh, yeah, whereas I think yeah. Pikmin's certainly got more scope to grow. And again, probably thankfully due to the lack of quant like not too many people have tried to tackle it. So you can't even point to like too many competitors and say, Well, they've already taken this further than we'll ever go. Let's just leave it kind of thing. There's mm. it's it's still unique enough.
2: Yeah. If if they if it does iterate on four when we get five, I'm not gonna complain. I'm I'm going to be pretty happy with it. So yeah, yeah, no no, no complaints from me if they do that. But
0: add co-op back, like proper. Yeah, co-op. at least Because
2: yes. <laughs> honestly, that was one of the appeals
1: of three. Even though I didn't play three heavily, I remember yeah. playing the demo one year at PIX, and that was very much the appeal of it that you could you could play the entire game co-op.
0: Yeah, it's it's yes. just works so well. But yeah, speaking of co-operation. Uh... I think now's a good time to end this and thank Josh for cooperating with us and joining us on this, this week's episode. Smooth. I try Um, not, not very well all the time, but I try with my transitions. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Josh, do you want to, for those who maybe didn't listen to our last episode with you on and uh, they don't know who you are and where to find you, do you want to give a quick
2: spiel? Yeah. Um, yes yeah, thank you for having me on um so i'm josh of nintendvania i have a fortnightly nintendo podcast so i cover the news the latest releases or we'll deep dive into them have topical conversations and then anything weird and wacky i find in the world at nintendo i like to bring up at the end and so nintendvania on all the uh streaming services youtube as well um yeah that's where you can find me but yeah thank you both brendan and zach for having me on um I've really enjoyed this. This has not felt like two hours. This is um, (laughs) me getting this Pikmin talk out and uh, with everyone. And so um, I will end it with recommending everyone to buy Pikmin. Please, please, please buy more of this.
0: Yep. Uh, Josh, as far as we know, doesn't own shares in Nintendo. So this is, this is not some weird money-making scheme. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's, that's, you know, it's just, he just loves Pikmin. Um, And, you know, but by the time this episode comes out, because we've got a bit of a a, a pipeline of episodes coming out, uh, your your fiftieth episode will probably already be out. So I'm sure that'll be an exciting one. Uh, at the time of recording, we're an hour and fifteen minutes away from a Mario Wonder direct. So I'm sure you've you've probably talked all about that. So it'll be mm. you know something for people listening to this to go back and check out uh, if they have not already subscribed to your fantastic show. Um, you also do a show with our other uh, friend Drew uh, on your Patreon. So if you've you've heard Drew on our episodes, you can hear him and Josh together on uh, it's heaps good. Is that what it's called? I yeah. Think? yeah. Um, very unstructured,
2: yeah. just chat. A good way for us to sort of schedule a conversation, and we just talk about obviously <laughs> games, but uh, and anything else going on in our lives. So but very lo- loose kind of chat, but anything can really happen come up.
0: Yep. Yeah, so that unique. Um, south australian branded chat that uh josh and (laughs) josh and drew got going on um as opposed to brendan and our uh melbourne chat albeit from brendan now in uh in europe or in the uk or both i mean i guess it's still europe just not not the union uh we don't need to get into international (laughs) uh politics and how that all works um (laughs) but yeah brendan if people wanted to now use their dandori skills while subscribing to josh's stuff what could they how could they also find us and subscribe on probably very similar platforms
1: well yeah so they can find us of course on the platform formerly known as twitter x blowcart pod i'm at tamazoid zach is at edgarino they can also find us on facebook i've started posting there again that's uh at blowing cartridges, I think. Or and no, that's also at blow uh, pod. They can email us at um blowing cartridge at gmail.com. There is still no S. There will never be an S. Uh, we point that out every episode, but it is what it is. Uh, we have never actually received an email. So if anyone actually does want to send in an email, I do promise that I will read it out on an episode. And that should be great fun if we do receive an email. Unless
0: unless it's like weirdly racist or something, we're not going to do that. There will be some vetting. Let's just make that clear before uh, you commit us to like, yeah, some email from like Nazi lover 573. Um, yeah. Let's, let's well, just yes, uh, put the, within <laughs> reason, like I'm not going to read out the spam
1: emails we get from so-called the CEO um, optimization specialists that are promising to help us expand our podcast. Yeah. Uh, There there are lines that we will not cross. Uh, And finally, the way that our listeners can support our podcast is reviewing our podcast on any of the podcasting services they use to listen to this podcast, be it Apple Podcast or whatever platform you use. Uh, Leave a five-star review. Leave a written review. That helps um, get the exposure for the podcast. So, yeah, please do all that. I know many of our loyal followers have already done that and, we have read out reviews in the past. We haven't received a have written review for a number of years now. So again, this is a challenge. Leave a review. Yep. Within reason, and if we will read it out.
0: And hopefully, and apologies if it's just like on some weird podcast service we are not aware of. I only confirmed we're on Spotify the other day when I was like, are we on Spotify? And I was like, oh, yeah, good. <laughs> uh, I thought we were, but like, I've never actually checked. And now I saw with my own eyes so that's where the email is good or twitter because you can tell us you reviewed us on like podcast uh i don't know podcast bag app i'm saying bag because i just saw a bag in my my purview um which is an app i've never heard of but could exist and maybe we're on there because of how our feed splits
2: our so right let us me. Know just, we'll... just given it to you so easy guys ah. listening just just it takes seconds
0: now that's That's some Dandori. He's podcasting and reviewing podcasts. Correct. (laughs) What's your excuse, listener? Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, thank you all for joining us. Hopefully uh, you enjoyed this Pikmin 3, uh, Pikmin 3, Pikmin 4 and Pikmin series chat. Uh, If you're a fan of the series and if you're not, as we said, good chance, good time to get into it with Pikmin 4. And Brendan and I will be back uh, next fortnight with a... Another topic, which will be very different, but I already know what it is, but I won't spoil it.
1: Yes, Um, and finally, uh, thanks for coming on, Josh, and I do have one important question for both of you. If you had an existential intergalactic crisis to solve, would you call on Captain Shepard or Commander Shepard? Who would you choose?
0: uh, So I'm going to have to go with... I'm trying to remember which one's which. So I could just stuff up because I know one we're talking is the Mass Effect character and the other is the Pikmin captain who loves dogs. Um, yes.
2: Yes. It,
0: it, and the correct choice is probably the Mass Effect one if I actually want to live.
2: It would be. So I it? think.
0: Yes. I think that's Commander Shepard, right?
2: Yes. Oh, it is. So. Uh,
0: yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh, I dodged a bullet. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, Captain Shepard uh, with her fear of the little grub dog little larvae or whatever they were did not fill me with much confidence sits in the <laughs> rocket <laughs>
2: does nothing so that's uh, not reassuring
0: no and then and if if you listen to their dialogue i'm also not too convinced on i taste in men but i'll leave you listener to play the game and make figure out why <laughs> yeah. i'm saying that but yeah until next time uh have a pikmin day which is a sentence that makes no sense but it's almost midnight or 11 p.m. at night. So that's what you're getting.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Thanks for having me on.